So the Marlins have won one in a row. They don't knock it now. They're really starting to make a move. 62-99, the announced attendance last night in spite of that big heat game. Yeah, right. That stiff competition. 62-99. That means there were like maybe 3,000 people there. Yeah, exactly. Well, got to start somewhere. They're 9-22, and 22, man. What a record that is. Huh. Oh, I see Kansas City won again last night. They beat Cleveland, I think, 10-8. to 8, So the Marlins continue being right down there at the rock, rock bottom. Well, Don Trail pitches tonight, and we'll have it for you right here. Oh, yeah, right here on QAM, right after the uh, Joe Zagaki show between 4 and 6.30. Joe Z filling in for uh, Vacationing Mad Dog. And Joe Z follows <laughs> that. I, look, what, what's the point? What's the use, you know? What's the use of saying anything? It, it, you realize it's the middle of May? It's the middle of May. They gave, uh, they gave Mo his walking papers on the 13th of January. Let's see, February, March, April. It's four months later. And they're still, bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. You know, they still uh, can't figure out which side is up. This great new regime. So you know what I'm doing? I just take the money to the bank. Yep. Take the money to Woodbine. Have a nice winning day like I had yesterday. Not another one of those marathons, man. I was home by 8.15. Just about five hours. Good machine, man. When you sit down, you put in 100 bucks and you hit it three times, and here comes a spin for 400, and you're playing with their money all day, and then you hit 1,000 at the end. You're doing just fine. Yeah, that's the best. I like that. Playing with their money the whole time. Yep. That was a pleasant surprise. I had a good machine, man. Yeah, I won early. I, I was betting the Belmont card yesterday. Yeah. And won early and played with their money, only I managed to squander their money. Ah, that's why I left. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to give it back. Once that 1000 came up on the line, I thought to myself, well, I know this machine's going to pay some nice jackpots now, but you know what? In fact, there was one of the regulars there waiting for a machine. It was pretty busy. I said, I'm cashing out. You want this? And he sat right down. I said, good luck to you, and I ran out of there. That, that's the way to do it. Just take their money and run. Don't let them catch you. They'll catch you with a butterfly net. Anyway, I checked on this, the date for the beginning of the slots. Oh, happy day. The Edwin Hawkins singers, I can hear them right now. Oh, happy day. <laughs> and it is July, but... Well, July is not a date. July is a month last time. But what isn't going to happen is, you know, they haven't built the casinos yet or whatever. What? They haven't built the well, facilities. What are they waiting for? Like, I read a story that Pompano is going to build this lavish facility. Right. Well, no, they've scaled it back now because the uh, fat-ass governor and legislature, you know, made it so much more difficult for them. Limited the number of machines to 1,500. Yep. 1,500's not bad. Because when I first started going to Woodbine, it was 1,500. And there was, there's plenty. There's plenty of action there. I mean, now it's, I think, more like 1,800 or something. But You see what they're doing at Gulfstream? I beg your pardon? You see what they, they got permission at Gulfstream to build... Condos, a hotel, houses, and uh, that's what they're doing at Woodbine. Movie theaters, and, and I'm not too happy about that because if they do that and build a big hotel, it means there's going to be a lot more pain in the ass people inside the casino, and that much harder to get a machine. It also means that the traffic around Aventura is going to be unlivable. Oh, that's a piece of cake, man. Are you kidding me? That's easy in that area. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you got a helicopter, where do you get all that in there? Yeah. Now, will they allow anybody under the age of 100, or does you have to have like a death certificate to get to move in? I think I think you have to sign a thing promising that you'll die within six months in order to live in that area. Well, Hallandale and Aventura are different. Yeah, same. Well, Aventura has a lot of young people. Aventura just got more money. Yep, true. Hallandale's got more uh, Jews. Although Aventura's got plenty of Jews. No shortage. No shortage of Jews in Aventura. In fact, that's where uh, your general Mangler wanted me to come to Aventura to the mall there and sign uh, those CDs. You know, and you know what I told him? I said, No, no chance. Get serious. Quit being a clown. Quit joking around. Well, the mall they're building at Gulfstream is supposed to be the same size as Sawgrass. Yeah. That's Whatever pretty big. Like any, any real stores in there is going to be like Sawgrass. I, I, you know, I don't even know what's at Sawgrass. I'm, I'm going to, well, 
<laughs> I'm going to say it again. From the back of my previous house, not the one I'm in now, but I, I was able to see them building the uh, Sawgrass Mall when I lived you know, in that house. Yeah. And and to this day, I mean, maybe I've been there 15 times in all the years that it was there, been there. I still don't know what the attraction is. It's the number two tourist attraction in the state behind Disney World, and I have no idea why any, even people that don't speak English, people come from Brazil, they go to the Sawgrass to do what? To get lost at the Purple Parrot entrance, the dumbass dolphin uh, entrance. I, I, I don't get it. And, of course, keep in mind that also in July, you know what starts in July, which you've kind of like forgotten about, I'm sure, speaking of the Sawgrass. There's you go to any events at the Macarena and you park in the Sawgrass lot, you got to pay to get out to walk onto the lot. Yeah. Walk onto Wayne's property or the county's, whoever's property it is. You got to pay to get in there. Just to walk onto the property. Yeah. yeah. To try to coerce you, to try to f- force you to uh, use their expensive overpriced parking with no drainage, by the way. I never forget one of the first one of the first Panther games at the Mac Arena, and it rained like hell during the game. And after, there was no drainage. That was one of the things they forgot about when they built that place. Huh. And so you walked out, and everybody had their, their pants up to their knees. It was like wading to your car. It was huh. quite an experience. Oh, well. That's what they were saying. Think or swim. Think or swim. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were all saying. Think or swim. Well, you know, the Panthers, how, how about those Sabres, huh? I know you don't care, but, boy, that was really something, man. That was some game. The Sabres are for real. They're on fire. They're going to kick out of his ass. So it goes to show you, whether it's that frog, Jack Martin, or whether it's uh, BM, the spokesman, doesn't make any difference. Ottawa still has that playoff choking complex, man. They're gagging and choking. They tied it up late, and then Buffalo won in overtime. That was, that was exciting. And then Edmonton won triple overtime last night. Pretty good playoff stuff going on that you're not interested in because you're all wound up with that crap. I know that's South Florida, man. They don't care. They're not into the hockey stuff, which is all the more reason they shouldn't have a team. If their team was into it, they'd be into it. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's fake. Any anybody can do that. Yeah, uh, any it's like the Heat thing. You know, that's all BS. If the Heat had the same record as the Panthers and weren't making the playoffs every year, there wouldn't be anybody. Well, they, they two years that they they wouldn't be up there schmoozing around. And of course, once they lose, once he uh, rolls up his icy sleeve and is all done, that that'd be the end of that whole deal. Well, the two years that they had uh, that they weren't in the playoffs, nobody went to the Heat games. Well, like I just said, yeah. anybody can jump on a bandwagon, just like that year when the Panthers went to the finals. I mean, well, what kind of talent did that require? All these jackasses throwing their rats, and they're all running around with their flags on the car. They wouldn't know a Panther if it bit them on the ass. Who the hell are they kidding? Phony baloney. They're just some markets that aren't sports areas, and that's one of them. Other than the Dolphins, there is nothing else that has, like, a, a real following. Nothing. University of Miami does. No. For what? Football? Yeah. Get out of here. That's only after they start winning the national championships. I remember that game against Notre Dame. They had 18,000. And now when they play one of those girls' schools in the Orange Bowl, there's still only about 30,000, 40,000. What kind of a following is that? No, they have a... a Get out of here. When they play uh, Florida or somebody, well, you know, a big-name team, then they pack the place. Otherwise, it's like thousands. You could go bowling in that place. You could also take a leak in there if they had a tea room, but they don't. Well, what a horror. Well, when are they going to, like, bomb that place and do something sensible? And in fact, the proof of the pudding with it, you mentioned hurricanes, they kept screaming, oh, if we just have an on-campus uh, facility for the uh, basketball team. Yeah, so they built the on-campus facility. They still don't draw flies. They don't draw flies. And, of course, you and I both know, uh, I know better than you do, haven't done the baseball games. They outthrow the, the, the Marlins. Well, so does, uh, you know, so does some good restaurants. But the fact is that when I was doing the U.N. baseball, most of those people weren't students, so having it on campus has got nothing to do with anything. 
Most of the people that go to those sporting events aren't students. I mean, first of all, how many students go to UM? About 30, man. Yeah, that's it. There, there is no campus. There's no student body. It's just, uh, it's just a few buildings there. That's all. Yep. They're empty. So it's an ersatz uh, facil- uh, university. There's no such thing. Of course, there's Donna Shalali, you know, who don't have balls. Or at least if she does, she don't want us to tell about it. That was one of the most embarrassing things I ever lived through in my life. Just, just amazing. Talk about Bush League. Well, that's disgusting. We don't want to be associated with those billboards. In the meantime, the fan here in Toronto, what their billboards all been saying for like three, four years now, all the all the sports stations use that. We've yeah, got balls. It's the same line you see every, that's every city. Same, that, that's right. Every city's got the same billboards for all the sports channels. We got balls. Big deal. Oh, that's disgusting. And I don't know why Donna Shalali would think it was disgusting because I'm sure she's got a pair. Big pair. Phony bitch. I'd like to get her and Joyce hooked up together. Maybe they could elope. Yeah, I think that's a match made in heaven. Maybe they could, like, run off with uh, Dick Cheney's daughter, with Mary Cheney. You see that story? She said that uh, John Kerry's a son of a bitch, and that uh, the John Edwards is a slime ball. Did you see that? He did see that. Yeah, that's Mary Cheney. Of course, uh, her daddy and uh, his uh, partner he, in he crime nice there, guy. they're okay. They never stole a freight train. You know what, you know what she's Just like? Keep the gun out of his hand. I was saying to George before the show, she reminds me, if Hitler would have had a daughter, a Jewish daughter, that, that's what Mary Cheney reminds me of. Total sellout. Bitch. I have to check with Eva and see if she had any. Oh, look at this. Now, who, who the hell just faxed us this? Well, I faxed it. Well, where did this come from? Off of our fax machine. How come they don't tell us where the, uh, what the reader's choice is here? This Maybe is, it got this cut is, off. You'd have to look it up. Because the New Times, uh, Broward and Palm Beach, they picked some uh, Haitian uh, from Waves. Some of, they always pick some oddball. And then the readers picked me, and then the best sportscaster, they picked, uh, I don't know, their nose, and then the readers picked Mad Dog. This, is, this must be the date one. Best sportscaster, Mike Inglis, WIOD Miami Heat. What? That's what they're picking in New Times. Readers New Times picked that? Yes. That guy is as bad a play-by-play announcer as I've ever heard in any it sport. Says, unlike his TV counterpart, the unctuous Eric Reed. Unctuous, they stole that word from me. Unctuous. Readers' choice, Joe Rose. Best AM radio personality, Dan Labaster. They don't bother they don't bother putting Reader's Choice in there. I can't imagine who that might have been. Dan Labaster. Says, yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, his Herald columns are often infuriatingly inconsistent, self-contradictory, and smug. But he helms the most entertaining talk radio show in town. Part of the reason is that it's only half a sports talk show. Labaster and the straight man, John Stugatz Wiener, the station general manager, nabbed the best store of sports guests of any local show. At one point, Terrell Owens had a weekly spot, and Labaster often interviews national stars. But they also spend a good deal of time on delightful nonsense. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is sad. For instance, Marlins president David Sampson. Well, they, they always do this to be infuriating. They always pick the most ridiculous choices, like that uh, nerd from the Haitian station, the best AM for it. They, they always do that. But then they usually put the listener choice at the bottom. And this one they didn't bother putting. So why did you fax this to me? Just to be irritating? Is that it? Yes. Oh, well, thank you. You accomplished your... I, who cares about New Times anyway? You know, I wouldn't wipe my ass with that. Anything that's a handout, a freebie, you know? Of course, you think anybody would pay to buy that? No. So Mike Inglis is the worst play, but he's even worse than uh, Dave Van Boren? He's bad, I'm telling you. Everything, every time I... He never gives you the score. Yeah. I mean, he's doing a sporting event, or he never tells you what the score is. He never, all he does is complain about the officiating. He's the biggest gloom master I've ever heard. If, the, really? if they're winning by 20 points and, and the league gets cut to 15, he starts, you know, projecting a loss. I mean, he's just, 
Ugh. So much harder than they did the first two games. Well, look at that. Nothing could be finer than another win by Carolina. Carolina. Look at that. Boy, it's just uh, things are just going so well, those NHL playoffs, which I know you're really uh, on top of that thing. That's Buffalo business, man. Go Sabres. I'm, gonna, I'm driving down to Hershey Highway to Buffalo. And you know who I'm real happy for is Lindy Ruff, the coach. He's a good guy. Yes. Big fan of my show, by the way. He's Former me. assistant with he's the He's here. Yep. Good guy. And he's gone through a real tough time. His daughter's got some kind of a brain thing. But I guess she's going to be okay, but he's had a really rough year. Great guy and a good coach. There's one they let get away while they put all those loser uh, Sutter guys in there, you know, and the Murrays, the Murray boys, the spokesman and his brother. Well, you talk about a mismanaged organization. Wow, that thing has been just a mess. Although I'm glad Alan Cohn is into horses now. I'm glad you caught up with him at the track. When you throw Jicka over the rail up there in the press box, throw him over there too, Alan Cohen. Just had to send him another three grand. Boy, it's just amazing. They just never stop sending in for money. For two, and the ticket prices have gone way up. I don't know if you're aware of that. Panther ticket price? Yeah. Like my tickets are like 70 bucks a piece. Now they used to be 60. Now they're like 70 some odd. It's like seven grand for two season tickets. How much do you think the playoffs? How much you think the playoff ticket is for the Heat in the lower bowl? How much? 100 bucks. Way off. 150? 200? Way off. 300. Well, 245. Oh. Well, I think, I think that there's $1,000 seats for the playoffs at uh, the Air Canada Center. Of course, neither the Raptors or the Leafs are playing any playoffs, but nevertheless, the platinum seats where all the plastic idiots sit. Well, you got your tickets anyway, man. You got your season tickets, I'm sure. For the Heat? Yeah. Yeah, I split yeah. them with somebody. But... Do you? Yep. Wow. Who you split them with? Yeah. Oh. Now, did he loan you some of those icy sleeves to put on during the game? <laughs> Do you have any stress? No. Well, he just, I don't know. Don't let it go to your head, Shaq. I guess he already did. His head is bigger than most people I know. His head is bigger than your ass. And that, that, now, that's saying a lot. You know, that, that's really... He's a big that, man. That, he is. He's huge. Yep. Gigantic. And what was that with him and Kobe kissing and making up and all that? I saw that a couple of weeks ago. What was that all about? It's... I know. That happened last December. <laughs> no, last week again. I'm not talking oh, about their that. wives had babies on the same day. Oh, that's day. what it was. Yeah, six minutes apart or something like that. And, of course, they're all wondering, like, when the DNA tests are coming in. Who's the real daddy? Who's your daddy? Of course, there are a lot of people who think uh, Kobe may be the daddy, but that's another story. That's why we respect him so much. Well, listen, it's already time for my third break, so. <laughs> but I like it. I don't care what they say about this. I like it. Kill some good time. Yeah. Bob, what are you laughing about? Now, listen, don't be giving the money back when you get off to a good start today. You get a few, uh, couple thousand in there, just grab it and go off and have a sandwich. Good idea. Yeah, just don't uh, give it back. That's why I ran out of there, man. I, I saw that thousand come up, and I just... Just come and pay me, and here's the machine. And I cashed out whatever I had in there and just ran, ran out the door. Have a good day today. And my towel-head cab driver said, oh, they're always glad to see me, man, because they know it's a good fare. Oh, boy, they're happy to see me, <laughs> those cabbies. They love me. And that, that, See, that's proportional to how, how far you live and how much the cab fare is. That's how much they like you. Well, listen, have a great day. And you. Be sure to be tuned in at 2 because we got some special insight into that heat win last night and the Marlin victory as well. And I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Bye. The views expressed on the previous program. 10.15 already. Holy moly, rat man. It's almost time to go home. Jesus, pay Christ. Sports Radio 560. You fair. I don't care what mommy says about the meat. Guys, says shut up and keep on chewing. Chip named Kay. One day she flew away.
to Tijuana where the moon is blue. The moon is blue. But with our right wing censorship, there are words that mustn't slip. To truly tell you how I feel for Holy cow, this first half hour has gone away from us already, hasn't it? Yeah. Just about. Are you, uh, are you coherent or did you like drop something beside the... No, uh, right here. I just I wasn't expecting that pause. Expecting what? What? We don't have time for a pause. Hey, if you're a I cigar know. smoker and you like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Ficinado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, be sure to try their Bahia Deseo, the hottest release cigar in the last 10 months. Gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Ficinado Cigar Insider. A powerful cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. For a South Florida tobacconist nearby you, just log on to their website, BahiaCigars.com, or make that toll-free call, 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. Watch solid. This is 562 AM. Excuse us. Taylor, let's try the technical uh, error there, operator error. We already heard. We're the flagship station. Now, more than ever, Geldy Geldstein, only on 560 WQAM, your Geldy Intensive, Geldy Geldstein, Geldy Station. Sure, why not? You're a nice man. Can you cook? 
23 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. Well, I won't be so happy when you hear our schedule today, but listen. You know, this story about the National Security Agency secretly collecting the phone call records of tens of millions of Americans using data provided by AT&T, Verizon, and Bell South. This story in USA Today, which they're talking about on the Certainly Not News Network right now, this is outrageous. Yeah. This is Nazi Germany all over again. Of course, Nazi sure. Germany didn't have uh, this technology, but if they right. did, you can be damn sure they would have been doing the same thing. Who can not see that? That's right. Man. Here's one that says, please, an Episcopalian, but are we going to, like uh, Maurice says that, we're going to divide up all the, uh, we could put Lutheran and the Prime, you know, we're going to take all the Protestant denominations and put them on there, Southern Baptist, no. No. We could put, I don't know. Do we have, like, generic Protestant Christian? That how about, yeah, how about generic, uh, generic Protestant? All right. Or just generic Christian, as opposed to born again. That whole born again right. thing is something they invented uh, some years ago now. Nobody, right. uh, nobody ever heard of that before. And all of a Another sudden, oh, I'm a born-again Christian, for God's sakes. I would never lie to you, and as soon as they sat, say that, I'd run like hell. Well, we haven't even got to that yet, okay? Got the, uh, the inside story on uh, Stern going to a terrestrial radio. Not, He's not going anywhere. And then there's a guy. The guy got canned in New York, and I don't know what station in Miami carries that show, the uh, Star and Buck Wild Morning Show. That would be 103.5 The Beat. Well, what, what is that now? That would be the beat, yeah. The beat? little hip-hop. Oh, they're hip-hopping it? Well, they aren't going to hear that no more because got, he got canned. Star from Star and Buckwild. But we'll get into that. Got some radio news. Got all the polls. Not as entertaining, though, as Dan LeBash, dude. And nevertheless, because we don't got, uh, we don't got uh, Shaq. Shaq! By the way. Yes. I looked up the original because I thought maybe this thing just got cut off. No, I did, too. I looked it up online. It doesn't have the reader's right. choice on that one. Right. Just somehow. They must have forgotten. Right. Listen, like, I really give a crap oh, about what New Times says or CityLink. You know, those things, uh, for years and years, it's always the same thing. And readers always pick me. And then they, In fact, they picked the best TV newscaster, Elliot Rodriguez, and then the, uh, the Palm Beach Broward one picked the Spilkies and Array. It's like they go out of their way to pick the most outrageous, ridiculous people just to piss everybody off, and they accomplish that, if you care. Of course, I don't care, so what do we care? You care? About I see what? your name in there. And even see best board op, Josh Cordes. I didn't see him get any credit. I'm pissed. Best clown act by general manager, Joe Bell. I didn't see him even get mentioned. And just, just to piss us off. <laughs> How do you like that? That's for you at New Times. <laughs> Roadside bombs killed three U.S. soldiers uh, today in separate incidents southwest of Baghdad. Two soldiers died around mid-morning when a bomb hit their vehicle while they were on patrol. Earlier, another soldier killed while also on patrol. Also, a U.S. soldier from the task force Band of Brothers died Tuesday from non-combat-related wounds near Mosul. Uh, since the U.S.-led invasion in 2003, we're now up to 2,429 U.S. military troops and civilians died in the Iraq War. 2,429. About 18,000 injured. And what did they say? Over 1,000 Iraqis dead just in the month of April. 1,069, I think, was the number, something like that. And they're pretty peeled about it. And no more candy, no more flowers. They're not even bringing no more cadaver chocolates for the troops. 27 past 10 at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, this is 560 QAM. Disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. (laughs) 
Geldies are going to become a Ridgeling. Okay. Because a, geldy, a gelded horse is one that's got no balls. A Ridgeling is, is a horse with one descended testicle. Really? Yes. See, you just learned something. It's not even 11 o'clock yet. You already learned a little piece of trivia there for when you right. uh, get on Jeopardy. Now, Sean, our pool man, has a sense of polls. A couple of pretty good ones in here, too. A couple of one stiff one. But anyway, he says, is there any chance the high bat holding player you were thinking of the other day was Milt May? Well, no. No. It was Stan Musial. And there have been several others, but he was uh, certainly the most famous and most prominent. And used to have that really strange batting stance and hold the bat like a corkscrew way up there in the area. You know? When we were kids, we used to impersonate his batting style, holding the bat up high till the arms were almost straight up, he says. He was no Dave Ricketts, but he was okay. And then he's got some horrible thing on here about Steve Blass and his wife getting... I, I don't know what that's all about. And I'm not reading it, okay, Sean, so cut the crap. He just woke up one day and he couldn't find a plate no more, you know, Steve Blass. I'm sure George remembers Steve Blass. Who? With the 71 Pirates. 1,469 votes on the poll. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers show is... Oh, I thought they were going to say because it's so uh, hip and uh, young and younger and hipper right. than and anything cool. else. Cool, don't forget. Yeah, cool and hip and young. You know, let me say this to you. I know the bastard must have... He's got all the uh, people on the uh, in the newspaper circuit, you know, mm -hmm. sucking up to him. And that, that's fine. But like I said before, Joel, you can't talk your way into it. You can't write articles. That you either got it or you don't. And you look at that last book. And remember, Joel Feinberg said the ratings don't lie. Oh, my God. Wow. Those numbers, I wouldn't wish them on Ava Brown. Just unbelievably bad. Dan, Danny Boy, and Stu Gatz. What do you got? It's not much. But they continue to talk. You know, they, they're talking the game. They're not playing the game. They're just talking it. Like, if you, probably if you talk to some of the Marlins, they're undefeated so far. They're like 31-0 uh, and 0 instead of 9-22. and 22. But uh, they're not doing it. Any, anybody can talk a big game. Hey, we, we're number one. We're the best. We got the best station in town. You know, we're number one in uh, Pygmies under the age of six. Everybody's got some story, except Joel. He doesn't have much of any story, except he likes looking in the mirror and he likes uh, using Daddy's money a lot. And he'll be more than happy to tell you about it. Big, pompous ass with a big, fat ego. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers Show is to hear Neil Rant and Rave 598. I sure hope I'm doing a little of that now. Ranting and raving. Remember that song? Ranting and raving. Who did that? Dusty Springfield, I think. 
Okay. Remember that? Da, no. Da, da, da. Yeah, you remember the song. Da, 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 da. I remember the original. I don't remember the parody song. That da, 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 I'm not talking about any parody. I'm talking about the original song. Wishing and Hoping. Wishing and Hoping. Very good. See, you knew that. You just There it is. Just giving a little time. Just stalling. Dusty Springfield, who's almost as butch as Anne Murray, but dead. She died. Okay, that's enough. She's dead. She was okay. She was like, uh, you know, I'll tell you who was good was Jackie DeShannon. What? Yeah. The world. Remember Jackie DeShannon? Now, I yes. don't know what she looked like. We need to watch one of those hits of the 70s uh, infomercials again. I've never seen Jackie DeShannon. Neither. Oh, but there she is. And a medley of her big smash. Apparently she had another one. Yeah, she did have another one. I just can't think of what it is. I'm much too lazy to reach for that book. What was it? Name this tune. Put a little love in your heart. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. For a few laughs, they listen 316. Not big uh, belly laughs, but just a little <laughs> chuckle. Not the big belly laughs like you get on the Danny LeBastard Stugat Show. That's where you save your big heavy ho, 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 ha, ha, like that. To hear the bedtime stories, 129. To hear the truth, 116. You'll hear the truth on this show from... Oh, God! That's right, even if it hurts. Even if we tell you that we've got a lot of people on the air on this station that don't belong. Who the hell are we to talk about across the street? we got so much crap on the air, man. This And since the new regime came in, we're loaded with crap. Oh, God, that's our middle name, WKRP. A lot of people thought it was in Cincinnati. It's not. It's right there on the corner of 441 and 202nd. Crap. And speaking of that, we got Geldy at 2 and Josie at 4 and then the Marlins. I mean, what what better conglomeration of uh, <laughs> non-broadcasts, not ready for prime time stuff that you can think of? Huh? Of course, we got a 0 0.5 at 3 in the afternoon right in the middle of the day. It just, just amazes me. Can't, we, can't I can't stop thinking about that. Can you? It's, uh, it's a new one. It's a new one for me. Never heard of I've that. never worked on a radio station anywhere. 30 years in this town. 30. About 30, man. Count them if you can count that high. And never come close to a station that had a zero point anything in the middle of the day. That is something else. Nice going, Joe. Well, he said that, uh, you know, they could never they could never do any worse than when Mo was on there. Surprise. To hear the truth, 116. To hear Neil Rip the Callers, 101. WQAM, hello. I'm a Walmart. Yeah, there you go, you idiot. There you go. Was that good, ripping the collar oh, like yeah. uh, Mr. Ego with those fake uh, hate call seminars when he had no show, totally unprepared, as usual? Well, he's busy at the baseball card store. For the comedy bit, 79. To hear the callers, only 48. A measly 3.2%. Listen to hear the caller. The callers suck. That's another reason I like the crossover. I'd rather talk to Hank than most of these idiots on the phone. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, no question. Here the caller's only 48, and then... I have no life. He's got 47 with no life. At least 47 to admit it. And I hate this poll, only 35. In other words, they like the poll a lot. That's unusual, because this is kind of a surly crowd, and they're very, very picky. No matter what the poll is, this poll sucks. We don't, we don't like it. We don't want it. We don't want it. Anyway, here's today's poll. We don't care whether you like it or not. It's a little bit different, and I don't think they understand it, but that's okay. 705 votes already. We'll make that 1,000 again. I think, I think Josh's bonuses are not in jeopardy today anyway. We'll easily make the 1,000. Right. If your parents didn't indoctrinate you, what religion would you have chosen? Now, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to just vote for whatever the hell, uh, you know, they are anyway. Oh, right. yeah, well, I got the right one, so why That's would I right. pick some other one? This is the one I would have chosen. Right. No, you wouldn't. Agnostic 180, Atheist 156. That's our heathen crowd, and I'm very proud of that. People who just don't take things. Just because somebody fed them a pack of lies about the Tooth Fairy and about Santa mm -hmm. Claus and God and Jesus and Moses and Abraham Solomon. Uh, you know, people have enough common sense to say that sounds like a bunch of caca to me. 
I hate this poll, 136. Buddhism, 82. Now, see, that's, I don't understand that. I guess they like the haircut. That's a nice religion, you know. It's more benign. Right. Catholic, 48, which is certainly much more malignant. Jewish, 46, because they like the deli. Born-again Christian, 23. You never did put, oh, yeah, you did put on it. Scientology, 14, which is a way of saying. Gay. Uh Uh-huh. Closet cases. Generic Christian, 6. Generic, like uh, Lutheran, uh, Presbyterian, uh, Southern Baptist, uh, Methodist. What I leave out? All of these oh, things. Oh, jeez. We could do this all day. Uh, sick. we got six people who are sick. Islam, sick. Seventh day, six people want to be sick. Seventh day, well, just keep listening. Seventh day, Adventist, two. And Mormon, two. Solamente dos out of seven and twelve votes. And you notice this? Twenty before them were all caught up. This is what Neil Rogers. Just ask me. This is 516 Neil God. After a hard day of restoring Republican integrity to the White House, a man needs to relax. Hello, I'm Brent Wilt, owner of Shirlington Limousine Company. At least that's one of the names I use. The official transport company for the CIA and recipient of the coveted Homeland Security Achievement Award. We understand that after servicing lobbyists by posing as a patriotic moralist, you can use a little servicing yourself. Let our luxury limos bring you to your choice of the Western Grand or the famous Watergate Hotel for a friendly game of strip poker. To be followed by good Christian hookers, approved and rigorously tested by Ann Coulter. So to reach a wild and erotic climax and say, good God, order God, call Dusty Fogo for Shirlington Limo today. 1-800-HEY-EVERYBODY, let's rape America real good. And don't call me Shirlington. It sir sounded like uh, somebody we know was in uh, the middle of all that, didn't it? it, did, it I heard did. That. Yeah, 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 I heard that. Anyway, here's today's poll. Just to print out this story uh, by Don Hazen. Who the hell is Don Hazen? I don't know. Although I looked at that, first I said, thought it said haagen That goes to share where my brain is at. Don well, he's the executive editor of Alternet. Okay? Okay. Good sight. Stephen Colbert, New American Hero. But i got to save that for my, tell, not for my radio stories. Got some radio crap. Oh, a new glitch found in the Diebold uh, voting system, too. Oh, I think you're making oh, that up. Oh, elections. you got to be kidding me. Oh, we already did today's poll. Okay, sorry. So I'm getting so far ahead of myself, and it's because of that uh, timing thing. During one of his recent tirades about XM Satellite Radio's Opie and Anthony show, Howard Stern says he was offered a major deal to go back on terrestrial radio without any substantiating evidence other than Stern's word. The mainstream press and many trades jumped the gun with reports that he's contemplating a comeback to terrestrial radio. Well, guess what? He's not. Hmm. In case you haven't noticed, there's a PR war going on between multiple parties, Stern versus Terrestrial Radio, Terrestrial Radio versus Satellite Radio, Stern versus CBS Radio, and Stern versus Opie and Anthony. In this battle, Stern, a master of grabbing headlines, managed to put himself in the news once again. The trades were a little smarter in their reporting, but like lemmings, the mainstream press rushed to report Stern was coming back to terrestrial radio after the New York Post took Stern's major deal comment and suggested an offer was likely made by Citadel Broadcasting. The Post noted the connection between Stern and Citadel by pointing out that Citadel CEO Farid Suleiman used to work with Stern at Infinity. What these reports failed to connect was that Stern's not a fan of Suleiman and constantly lambastes the Citadel executive and derides his ethnicity. 
Also, Citadel was one of the first companies to start messing with Stern's terrestrial show after his announcement that he'd be taking this program to Sirius. In December 2004, Citadel stations initially started cutting off Stern's programming at 10 a.m. before dropping Stern altogether shortly afterward. And on top of that, Suleiman cut a deal with Opry and Anthony who used portions of their XM satellite radio program on WAQX Syracuse after dumping Stern entirely. Meanwhile, Suleiman is a fan of Opie and Anthony. He tried to hire the duo after they were dumped by CBS Radio and before they ended up at XM, and he called in their program just yesterday to discuss a possible deal with the duo to bring them to some Citadel outlets, one rumor to be in Providence. So unless Suleiman's ties to Stern and Mel Carmerson are stronger than his pride, the idea of this deal being offered by Citadel makes no sense. So that begs the question, what other company is in a position to make this deal? Oh, wait till you hear one of them that's... This is amusing. Clear Channel certainly has the station power, but the move would be a PR disaster for the company that was the first to start the move to eliminate Howard Stern from terrestrial radio's airwaves. CBS Radio is in a position, but obviously that isn't going to happen, given the state of Stern's relationship with the company's executives and the recent Opie and Anthony deal. Plus, according to what Stern has said on his program, CBS Radio chairman and CEO Joel Hollander reportedly asked Stern for the type of deal he eventually cut with Opie and Anthony, but Stern turned it down. Here's the part I want you to strap yourself in for real tight. All right, strapped on. In. Beyond Citadel, Clear Channel, and CBS Radio, few of the other radio corporations could come close to giving Stern the type of coverage that Opie and Anthony got in their deal. Emmis could, but that would mean cannibalizing their efforts with Mancow. Greater Media, Entercom, Cox, Beasley, <laughs> Bonneville, and Cumulus also fall short. Oh, boy, they're sure right about that. Beasley falls short. That's what Joyce said. Still short. After repeatedly saying he's done 10 years of subpar radio, oh, should we, you know, we should all agree on that? Why would Stern even for one moment contemplate putting an inferior show together from a serious program to air on the medium that he despises so much? Simple answer, he isn't. And yesterday morning was quick to put an end to all the speculation, frantically trying to get someone from the press on the phone to put out a statement that he was not coming back to terrestrial radio. I'm very flattered terrestrial radio can't let go of me, he said, but I would throw up if I had to go back. I'm never going back, was the message he finally got out. The story is I wouldn't do terrestrial radio for any reason, not for money. I left because I couldn't stand the censorship. I couldn't stand the FCC. I've never been happier. We're flying high and doing great, he said. Back at the Opie and Anthony program, after hearing the statement, the suggestion went out that Stern was forced by Carmerson to make it since serious stock took a hit yesterday. And the duo have also suggested the idea of a major deal being made that Stern is an outright lie and challenged him to name the company that made it. Actually, they challenged him to name the companies, as Stern stated uh, yesterday. He's got three offers to return to terrestrial radio. And now that he's stated I wouldn't do it for any reason, what would be the harm in saying which three companies made the offer? After all, Stern would get more coverage out of it since the press would scramble to verify and report which three companies made the offer. I guess it was an offer he could refuse if it was made. Whether or not the offers were made, Stern has vehemently said he is not returning to terrestrial radio, but Opie and Anthony have said uh, that they're re relishing the perceived effect it's had on Stern. He says it doesn't bother him, but he certainly has been mentioning them much more than he used to, and whether he likes it or not, XM has far more subscribers, meaning Opie and Anthony talk to more people every day and via, uh, daily and via CBS radio. They can also now speak to the listeners that have failed to follow him to Sirius. As for Stern, he can only preach to the converted or manipulate the press into helping him reach non-subscribers of satellite radio, which he does that so well. If he broadcast even half as well as he manipulates the press and gets hype, he'd be uh, the greatest broadcaster in history. Amen to that. Oh, here you go, Jehovah's Witnesses. All right. That's right. They don't fit into any other niche. Right. So I can see everyone peeking at me from behind their drapes, says Tom. Sitting home watching TV, enjoying the peace and quiet I really need. But I know that it won't last forever. The doorbell has to ring. Another. Job. 
Straight to hell if you don't read the the uh, what, what, well, the Watchtower. That's right. All the Getskis all the time knocking on your door. If it ain't the Mormons, it's the, the uh, Jehovah's Witness. Let's get that on there right away. Jehovah's Witness. We got. Who would want to be one of them? Well, it's you know, it's I guess it's a good excuse to go knocking on doors. Maybe if somebody good is in there, you can like uh, you know worm your way in. Oh yeah, can I like uh, give you give that a good old time religion? Seven hundred and fifty-five hosts, agnostic and atheist, kicking ass on this. Nice. Shame on you. I think I'm going to go start. Uh, I'm coming down to Florida. I'm going to go yeah. around and, and everywhere, knocking on doors, saying, uh, "Here's the bad. I want to give you the bad news. You're going to burn in hell." How's right. that? That's not very original. No. What What is this now? What is this on R and R? Howard Stern returns to terrestrial radio. It was only a ten-minute visit to the old hood. In the midst of Howard returns to terrestrial radio, rumors flying around. He did make one quick visit uh, this morning, yesterday morning. When he called into the WIOQ Philadelphia Morning Show as the first guest of his friend Booker, his former running buddy on WMK Rock New York, which is uh, now Free FM. Uh, I, 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 I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Well, when is enough enough already? You know, when, when, when is enough? Never. Uh, now, speaking of radio, we've got a lot of radio news today, huh? for those who still own one. Star, a.k.a. Troy Terrain of the syndicated starring Buck Wild Morning Show, which Josh seems to be a big fan of that show. No, it's probably uh, the worst piece of turd I've ever heard. Well, you don't have to worry about hearing it no more. Has been fired at it due to controversial statements he made on the air about a rival DJ in the New York market. In a statement released, uh, it says Thursday afternoon, but this is uh, today. Well, I guess it's not out yet, but Radio and Records already has got it on their website. Power 105 founds recent remarks broadcast by Troy Terrain of the Star and Buck Wild Morning Show to be wholly unacceptable. They're unacceptable on the whole. As of late this afternoon, he is no longer with power. I, this had to be Wednesday, not Thursday. Today is Thursday. And please tell me it's Friday. I'll be very happy. Oh, I wish. Not. As of now, he is no longer with Power 105.1 or Clear Channel Radio. We sincerely apologize to those who may have been offended by his remarks, they said. According to a cheap channel New York spokesperson, Josefa Pagnuzzi. Pagnuzzi. I wonder if he's kin to uh, Jose Pagan. He used to play for the Pirates shortstop. The rest of the Star and Buckwild Morning team are on suspension until further investigation takes place. On Monday, Terrain, who's been exchanging verbal insults on air with DJ Envy of Crosstown WQHT Hot 97, made several threatening and sexually charged remarks about Envy's young daughter. According to sources, a listener complained to New York City Councilman, who then called Chief Channel Radio President and CEO John Hogan, demanding Star's dismissal. The Star and Buckwild Morning Show is syndicated by Premier Radio Networks in markets including Philadelphia, Hartford, Miami... 103.5, won't hear that no more. Augusta, Georgia, Memphis, Austin, Albany, Albany, Georgia, that is, not Albany, New York. Amarillo, Texas, Richmond, Virginia, and Savannah, Georgia. As of now, Premier has told affiliates the show is suspended indefinitely. Stations are responsible for putting in their own programming when the show doesn't air. Calls for comment to Star's manager, Wyatt Cheeks, were unreturned at press time. Wyatt White, Cheeks. White Cheeks? No, not White Cheeks. Uh, pink Cheeks. Wyatt, as in Wyatt Earp. Ah. I bet you his cheeks are burning right now, now that his uh, client star got fired at it. For making some grotesque comments. How do you like that? We'll intersperse a call or two as we go along, but I'm not all that big on it today. QAM, hello. QAM. QAM. 
plug in, though. Yeah, okay, go, yeah, go plug <laughs> out. See, there you go. That's two for two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my feeling about the calls is becoming increasingly uh, like yours. Well, it always has been, but just more and more so. Oh, you know, I'm, I've been in denial a long time, too. Waste of time. Waste of my very you valuable the time. Best. They're paying me a lot of money, and if these people think that they're amusing, entertaining, interesting, uh, you've got another thought coming. Most most of your calls, I wouldn't wish on Hitler and Osama Yamama, even Mullah Bula Omar. How do you like that? Or Al Zarqawi or Al Goldstein or Al Rosen or Al Sunshine. Still waving them ham hocks, aren't you, Al? Man, are you a silly person. Stephen Colbert, new American hero, but we can't get to that until after we do the break. I don't want to start getting behind again. Don't do that. I want to start doing like running all these breaks back to back, side by each, like uh, Alan Burke used to do. Rest in peace. Yeah, if he was in the right mood, he would like take all, you know, he would just ramble on and when I'm on there, you know, and yeah. do that thing he used to do. He was a good guy, though. And then he would like back up all the spots till the end of the hour, like about, you know, 14 minutes of spots. But the dean, he's uh, in a big uh, broadcast studio in the sky. Do you believe that? Somewhere. No, he's in a box. 1057 at 560 WQM. Hey, once again, everybody's feeling the pinch at the gas pump. They're pinching it. The good folks at Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, want to help you just a little bit through this ordeal. Dollar Mattress is offering you a free tank of gas. Here's how it works. You simply take the full amount of any gas receipt off your next mattress purchase, up to 10% of the purchase price. In other words, spend 35 bucks at the gas pump, take 35 bucks off any purchase of 350 bucks or more. Spend 50 bucks at the pump, take 50 bucks off any purchase of $500 or more. You'll need your gas receipt to save money. Why drive all over town wasting that expensive gas, getting worked up into a sweat, and schwitzing your brains out? Skip them all in furniture stores and so-called giants in the mattress business. Do the smart thing. Sit right there on your fat, ugly ass and call 1-800-MATTRESS right now and save a ton of cash. As always, you'll choose the date and time of your delivery. When it's convenient for you, you pick the two-hour window seven days a week from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. and they show up when you call our good friends at Dollar Mattress. And also when you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll choose from the area's largest inventory of brand-name fantastic mattresses, all the names you know and heard and love and covet, like Sealy and Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Bananas Foster. Boy, that sounds really good, Bananas Foster. You know? In fact, maybe Bananas Split sounds really good. Mm. Mm. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now or log on to mattress.com. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sabres. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Some radio stations give you money. Some radio stations give you cars. But this radio station is different because this radio station is going to give you eternal life. That's right. We'll grant you eternal life. Eternal life. And three days spending cash to get you started. Here's what you do. Be listening this weekend. And when you hear this sound, be the tenth caller. We'll register you for your chance to live forever. Eternal life. Then next Friday morning, we'll draw the name of one lucky person who will rip us off for one eternal life. So be listening here to the radio station where life goes on and on and on and on. It's 1101 at 560 WQAM. So uh, Don Hazen of Alternet writes, uh, Stephen Colbert, New American Hero. Well, you're going to read a lot of those bedtime stories today. I can just smell Oh, don't do that. Yes, I am. I'm having a big stink in Congress now about this NSA thing, about uh, this phone call database. I'm yeah. going to we'll get into that. Stink in Congress is right. Yeah, they're having a big stink in Congress. The stink in Congress is doing it. How many votes we got? I just want to make damn sure I keep my eye on that. Keep your eye on the balls. 775. Piece of cake for the thousand. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. No sweats. I mean, absolutely. Oh. 
Boy, he was, I can't believe he was at the Watergate Hotel in the middle of all that orgy with all them congresswomen, all them floozies. Wow, he sure gets around. Do, 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 do. Virtually overnight, Stephen Colbert has became a hero to countless Americans following his April 30th performance at the White House Correspondents Association dinner. April what? About 30, man. Since then, millions of people have either watched the video. Oh, you know what we ought to do? What should we do? How come we don't have the uh, link to that on our website? We can. Because even in the story, you can uh, watch it. Where it mm -hmm. says video, you just click on it, and it's got the link. We, we need to do that, Bina. Get with Eric and uh, get, tell him to get on it. All right. Or read the transcript of his skewering of both the president and the press corps and have discussed it avidly. Tens of thousands of people have gone to the website, thankyoustephencolbert.com, and written letters of appreciation. Talk about water cooler chatter. This event crashed Internet servers across the land. It truly was one of those moments of media shock and delight. And then an odd but revealing thing happened. Some of the chattering class commentators, mainstream media writers and columnists, and Democratic officials didn't get it. Not very funny. Rude. Not respectful of the president and so on. Are they kidding? How could they not understand that they were witnessing one of the bravest, most subversive performances in memory, which thrilled and gave hope to untold viewers and readers, and will be a huge marker when people look back on the Bush era? Colbert's speech had a huge impact for two reasons. First, he spoke truth to the power uh, right to the uh, face of the president in front of the entire news media. No one could miss, sidestep, or deny it. It wasn't a scene from a movie, book, or talk show. It was live. It reminded me of Edward R. Murrow's famous address to the Radio and Television News Directors Association, recently depicted in the film Good Night and Good Luck. It gave me goosebumps. Colbert's performance shamed every Democrat or communist who's been too afraid, too timid, or just too worried about losing his or her own power and access to go out on a limb and tell the truth that this administration is a disaster beyond our wildest nightmares. Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, Roe have gotten away with murder and worse. And many of the people in that room that night who squirmed in their seats, it was in part because of the internal indictment they were feeling for not doing what they should have done countless times long before. Maybe now they will do the right thing, but I won't be holding my breath. The second reason Colbert made such a huge splash is the rapid advance of video on the web. Almost overnight, the media world has irre irrevocably changed as video is increasingly becoming as important as print and still images on the web. When in a matter of hours, dozens of websites can post a link to a video and get the word out about a spectacular event, the role of the gatekeepers in the corporate media shrinks big time. And it doesn't matter if the networks or CNN or Fox decides they don't want you to see it. They can't stop it. Right. The people's network is now in working order. Progressives now have a television capacity, still rudimentary perhaps, but powerfully effective. Were you going to tell me what's on there already? Oh, we're doing it now. Okay, we're doing it now. See it now and do it now. I think a lot of our audience are doing it now. The press coverage of the Colbert performance was illuminating, as reported by the popular blog Democratic Underground. Expect nothing less from the cowardly American media. This demonstrates powerfully the ability of the media to choose the news and to decide when and how to shield Bush from negative publicity. Sins of omission can be just as bad as sins of commission. The AP's first stab at it, as well as Reuters and the Chicago Tribune, tell us everything we need to know. In these reports, Colbert's performance is sidestepped and marginalized, while President Bush is depicted as lighthearted, humble, and witty. <laughs> Salon's Joan Walsh points out, Colbert's deadly performance did more than reveal with devastating clarity how Bush's well-oiled myth machine works. It exposed the mainstream press's pathetic collusion with an administration that, it's treated, that has treated it and the truth with contempt from the moment it took office. Intimidated, coddled, fearful of violating propriety, the press corps that for years dutifully repeated Bush talking points was stunned and horrified when someone dared to reveal that the media emperor had no clothes. Colbert refused to play his dutiful, toothless part in the White House Correspondents' Dinner, an incestuous, backslapping ritual that should be retired. For that, he had to be marginalized. Voila, he wasn't funny. On the Democratic political front, as John Aravosis wrote on America Blog, House Minority Wimp... Whip, Sten Hoyer, Democrat of Maryland, actually stepped up to defend President Bush, saying, according to the Hill, I thought some of it was funny, but I think it got a little rough. He is the president of the U.S. and deserves some respect. I'm certainly not a defender of the administration, Hoyer reassured stunned observers, but Colbert crossed the line with many jokes that were in bad taste, he said. 
Criticizing Colbert for being rude would be pretty funny if it weren't so depressing. Rude? Since when has politics in this administration used the Marquis of Queensbury rules? Is Dick Cheney sweet and accommodating? When in their march to power has the right wing had good manners? About abortion or gay marriage? Or in the push for invading Iraq? Sure, mention decorum, and one thinks immediately of Carl Rove, of Pat Robertson calling for the assassination of Hugo Chavez, of Jerry Falwell blaming America's bad morals for 9-11. The fact is, Stephen Colbert is at the acme of rising independent voices in the blogosphere, on the Internet, in publishing and independent filmmaking, who are being aggressive and playing hardball the way the right does. And guess what? The establishment's getting nervous. The powers that be know the people respond to passion, anger, and resistance, emotions that convey meaning and seriousness, and the will to fight hard for important issues. In a smaller way, but showing similar guts, Cindy Sheehan spoke the truth by traveling to Texas and demanding that the president explain, please, just what noble cause her son died for. Ray McGovern did it recently when he publicly challenged Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld in Atlanta, and so did Harry Taylor, the man who confronted George W. Bush at a town meeting in North Carolina. Perhaps the most important lesson we've learned from the divisions laid bare by Stephen Colbert is that the big split isn't so much between Democrats and Republicans or between the media and the people and events they cover, but rather between the powerful and the angry, between those basking in power and those fighting for change. The kiss-ass media, the revolving-door congressmen, the sycophant lobbyists and congressional staffers, the greedy, greedy media consultants, all are dependent on and addicted to the trappings of power, whether it's their next book, TV appearance, consulting contract, ride on Air Force One, or drunken to play golf at St. Andrews. Stephen Colbert turned up the heat on all of them. Let's review the rules. Here's how it works. The president makes the decisions. He's the decider. The press secretary announces those decisions, and you people, the press, type those decisions down. This is what Colbert said. Make, announce, check. Just put them through a spell check and go home. Get to know your family again. Make love to your wife. Write that novel you are kicking around in your head. You know the one about the intrepid Washington reporter with the courage to stand up to the administration? You know, fiction. It's getting hotter in the kitchen. Some of those who have the most to hide are getting closer to a meltdown, says Don Hazen. That's pretty damn good stuff, you know what? Good article. You go, Don. You go, Stevie boy. You go, Cindy. And uh, Bush, you go straight to hell. And if there were such a place, if there were such a thing, he That's and right. all his cronies would be on their way right now. Well, I wish Although there they're was. trying to take us there. 2,429 dead Americans, thousands and thousands of dead other uh, Iraqis and Brits and who, else, who knows how, who many else. Who many, how many? How many himini? That, that's what your uh, leader says, how many himini, Clarabelle. Didn't he tell you that in the meeting, how many himini? I don't know how many times. 795 votes. That's how many times they voted on the poll so far. If your parents didn't indoctrinate you, if they didn't lie to you and brainwash you and take away your brain because they want to perpetuate, you know, they want to be good soldiers in the uh, army of whatever crap they were believing. What religion would you have chosen? Agnostic 196. That's the safe way to do it. Atheist 176. I mean, the whole God concept is just so damn stupid. It's just, uh, oh, well, there's some big guy with a long beard up there, uh, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a uh, God. I think he wears a Chester's hat and a lab coat. I think he smokes Chesterfields and got a bad cough, like Stan Major. I hate this pool 154. Well, see, there you go. That's because you can't handle the truth. Oh, oh verdict in the trial of that priest accused of murdering the nun just in. Let's go to Carolyn. Here's Carolyn. Uh, I like Carolyn. Defense, uh, rather, the prosecution was saying that right, uh, yeah. Well, we want to know the verdict. We don't want to hear the whole rehash of the case, bitch. I mean, Carol. Look Ohio. at him. Just look at him. You know he's guilty. And you know he probably also molested a bunch of kids too. Fifteen minutes from now, Carol, the verdict will be read. Okay, well we'll keep our eye on that. We don't have fifteen minutes to potchke around here. Okay, waiting for. But look at look at him. Can't you tell he's guilty right there? Oh, I'm not looking. Well, why now? What are you watching? Some kind of a, uh, a nudie flick or something? Uh, when I can find it, yeah. No, you're not. I got them on here, though, on my cable. I, I know you do. Lots and lots of them. I got Playboy TV on here. But too. no, I and just can't. Darren Kagan makes me want to puke. She's not on the screen right now. But I know, I'm on there now. Oh, look at that dummy. 
I hate this. Oh, yeah, look at the dummy of the nuns. It's, oh, uh, she's, yeah. look at that. She's actually got a... Uh, yes, she oh, does. Oh, no. I wonder if it talks like Oprah's. You'd be surprised anyway. can talk. I hate this pull 154. Buddhism 94. How do you like that? They like them purple outfits. Or maybe they just want to be in a purple haze without Jimi Hendrix. Jewish 53. Strictly for the deli, mind you. And, of course, for those nice outfits, too, that the Orthodox Yids wear. And the long beards and the payas and the tzitzes. Who don't like some good tzitzes? Catholic 52. So you can have all of that guilt. What would you rather have, Jewish guilt or Catholic guilt? We've done that poll. Born Again Christian 24. Now, they're not too big on that. Too many uh, ways to go to hell with that. Scientology 15. All I can say to you 15 voters is... You fairy! Uh, Generic Christian 14. Islam 7. They're waiting for them seven virgins. The Vestal Virgins. Can you tell me what is a Vestal Virgin? Oh, you, you really want to know? Do you turn a whiter shade of pale when you find a Vestal Virgin? Yes. Yes, I really do want to know what that is. Well, the... Uh, Priestesses of the goddess Hestia. The priestesses? Those, right, or the Vestal, Vestal Virgins. That was uh, their altar for some reason. Oh. Scientology 16, generic Christian 14, just generic plain old goy. Islam 7, sick. we got six sick listeners. They're the callers. Seventh-day Adventist 3, Mormon 2, and Jehovah's Witnesses, Solamente Uno, 807 already. Boy, the votes are pouring in here, even though they don't like the poll, according to 100 and uh, some odd people. Anyone who wants to hear Rick Riley's voice can tune to 9.40 around 6 p.m. just before the goddess. He does a five-minute... Oh, I, I will never recover from this as long as I live. You'll be okay. Take a drink. This thing that you just faxed me, this is the most, I would say, amusing, the most hysterical thing yeah. I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the end of that. Let's hear it again. <laughs> Anyone who wants to hear Rick Riley's voice can tune in at 940 at 6 p.m. just before the goddess. He does about a five-minute stock market analysis. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the best. Is, is that one of the most phenomenal things you've ever read in your life? You know, it doesn't surprise me at all. Because it's, it's really what he wanted to do. <laughs> right? We couldn't stop him from talking about the stock market. Now he can actually get paid to do that. Sure, it's a big career boost for him, I'll tell you that. 11.13 at 5.60, WQM. Who doesn't love boating, man? Getting out there on the water, maybe having a couple of brews or a couple of dozen, or just uh, getting baked, you know, getting working up a good uh, tumor on your skin. That's a given in South Florida. Everybody wants to be out there in the water. But buying a boat, boy, it costs you an arm and a leg, and it's uh, got a lot of headaches, too. Instead of doing that, call Club Nautico Do the Smart Thing and rent one by calling 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why pay all the expenses of boat ownership when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy it is. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, no hurricane preparation. With the boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and affordable, too. This is for smart people. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. When you go there, you're all set to go. No cleaning up either. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat and go. And when you're all done and having a good time, just pull back into the dock, get off, and run away and leave it all behind for them to take care of. And they do. It's that simple. Club Nautico, 1-800-BOAT-RENT from unlimited boating to pay as you go. Small boats all the way up to yacht charters and everything in between. They'll do it for you and do it right. It's Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. And let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today. The smart, the less expensive, the hassle-free way with Club Nautico. 1-800-BOAT-RENT is the number to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. My wiener doesn't whistle. So who'd you vote for? Well, I was on the other guy's ballot. What other guy? The Republican guy. Oh, no, man. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Ted. I didn't want to break Which that. Which one did you vote for, Ted? I'm not going to get into it, Ted. You'll freak out on me, okay? Not, no way. Yeah. That, uh, that hooded freak? 
<laughs> Which one? Be specific. What's his name, man? I'm not going to argue, the Paul. Guy, the guy from CNN? Ted Turner, yes. Oh, man. Yeah. You voted for Buchanan? I voted for Ted Turner. Dude, why yeah. don't you just send the police right into my pad? I knew it. Why don't you just give them my Ted. phone number and address? Ted. And let them come over Ted. and kill me. <laughs> man, you ele- you're going to elect the thought police. Ted. Ted, this wasn't a presidential election. This is a primary, okay? I didn't have a chance to vote for the other side. Give me the chance to vote for the other side. Rick, what? My pal, Rick, voted for a I Nazi. Knew, I knew this would be the, I didn't vote for a Nazi. Oh, yeah. It's 1118. See, there's a guy who uh, was really a uh, right-wing um, redneck and always uh, posing as a hipster. That's what bugged me about him more than anything else. He just it's wasn't what he uh, appeared to be. No. 823 votes on the poll. We might actually squeeze a call or two in this hour if they ever light up again. Mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit discouraged now because of my uh, hostile view toward the whole. And you know what really frosts my ass worst? The very worst about uh, talk show calls and people that handle them is the ones. And that's why we haven't used names of callers on here for years on this show. I hate that. Right. Oh, because it's the same people. And, you know, we already know it's the same people by hearing the sounds that they make. But uh, when, when they actually have to tag a name on them, you know, that makes it even worse. Other than, of course, Reverend Schwartz. Oh, although with us, I take that back because we got Prozac Ron and we got that one. So we do know the names, you know. But I'm talking about the ones that want to make celebrities out of the call. Oh, here's, uh, what's that one uh, dark-complected guy that calls all the sports shows? What's his name, Josh? You know um, what I'm talking about. I know the guy who calls Hank all the time. Oh, my CJ? God. Is that it? Yeah. I believe Mo was very big on that. Mo was extremely big on that. With, uh, you know. Not only not him, a lot of them. Oh, here's Tommy in uh, Pepper Pie. Who the hell cares about Tommy? What time is his show on, you know? Screw that. God, that just drives me up the wall. People want to make chronic, regular. Hey, it's just like how they make him into talk show hosts, like uh, John Broward, whose real name was Jules Adler. He was Catholic, but he thought that because his name was Jules Adler, people would think it was Jewish, so he changed it to Mr. Broward, John Broward. How do you like that? That's kind of like Dwight Lauderdale, you know? Kind of a phony name is that. I don't know, phony? WQAM, hello. I'm your favorite caller. Okay, only once. Once a week, schmuck. WQAM, hello. So we got three calls. He's two of them. QAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Here, this could be a real call now. It could be the first one of the day. Yes, sir. Hey, I just wanted to comment on uh, the sports talk. I listen to sports talk a lot, but I cannot listen to Dan Levitard and his sidekick, Ed McMahon. Yeah. They, those guys sound like two teenage girls at a slumber party. Uh-huh. It's like I say, uh, Levitard's voice is not made for radio, and his face isn't made for TV, so you know what he should be doing. Right. What do you think? Okay, thanks, Pally. Yeah, they got too many non-broadcasters, and then they get all excited about these people. There's just too many non-broadcasters, man, because they either write a sports column or because uh, they played the game or some stupid thing like that. Everybody's a broadcaster now, including a lot of these horrible voices we got on here. Like Winnie Martez and, of course, the... Uh, Totally bland. There's a guy. Oh, he's on for it uh, this afternoon. Nice job there, Clarabelle. you got a lineup here, man, that even uh, a mother could hate. Even the mothers of these people on the air could hate him. Oh, God. Now, don't, see, look at that. There's a whole... I'm, I, I don't have time for all these silly-ass calls. Oh, that guy was very good, though. I've seen LeBastion on ESPN. I've heard him on the air. He, uh, I remember when he was, like, uh, you know, recording that show in the studio there while we were on the air, you know? He did the Ricky Williams show. Yeah. Horrible. Just awful. A non-broadcaster, just another one. And that's why this business sucks. That's why this business has become a piece of turd. Radio used to be for, like, professional broadcasters. Now it's for anybody who can, like, sit in front of a microphone. Just like after every sporting event, we've got to have the press conference, and we got the, everybody's got a microphone shoved in their face. Well, I thought that we played pretty well, and our intensity was really good. Oh, God. 
Give me a break. See, the, the era of 24-7 news and sports coverage, that's what uh, we've come to now, you know. Everybody's got a microphone shoved in front of their puss. Everybody's a broadcaster. The National Security Agency has been secretly collecting the phone call records of tens of millions of Americans using data provided by AT&T, Verizon, and Bell South. People with direct knowledge of the arrangement told USA Today. And everybody is whipped up into a frenzy about this. And, of course, guess who was in charge of this whole thing? I give up. General Michael Hayden, who's been oh. to be the new director of the CIA. Eh? Well, we can trust him, then. Yeah. I told you he looks like Colonel Clink. Mm-hmm. The Fair NSA, and that's where he belongs in the clink. The NSA program reaches into homes and businesses across the nation by amassing information about the calls of ordinary Americans, most of whom aren't suspected of any crime. We're not talking about terrorists. We're not talking about phone calls between people calling from Azerbaijan and Afghanistan. We're talking about the just uh, schmucks like all of you and us. This program doesn't involve the NSA listening to a recording conversation, it says, but the spy agency is using the data to analyze calling patterns in an effort to detect terrorist activity, sources said in separate interviews. Right. It is the largest database ever assembled in the world, said one person who, like the others who agreed to talk about the NSA activities, declined to be identified by name or affiliation because they value their life. The agency's goal is to create a database of every call ever made within the nation's borders, this person added. Can, can I read that again? Yeah, that's pretty chilling. The agency... Are you chilling? Not anymore. The agency's goal is to create a database of every call ever made within the nation's borders, this person added. Just like the one once to this show. I hope they keep track of those Uh-oh. and then come and knock your door down and kick your ass. For the customers of these companies, it means that the government has detailed records of calls they made across town or across the country to family members, co-workers, business contracts, prostitutes, anybody and everybody. Whoever the hell it is. Radio talk shows. The three telecommunications companies are working under contract with the NSA, which launched the program in 2001 shortly after the 9-11 attacks. The program is aimed at identifying and tracking suspected terrorists, or, of course, anybody who don't like George Bush. The sources would talk only under a guarantee of anonymity because the NSA program is secret and, like I said, because they value their lives and the lives of their families and anybody they ever uh, talk to. Air Force General Michael Hayden, nominated Monday by President Bush to become the director of the CIA, head of the NSA from March 99 to April 2005. In that post, Hayden would have overseen the agency's domestic call tracking program. He declined to comment about the program. He's mum. He ain't even saying bada beep, bada boop. He just ain't saying nothing. Not even one bada beep. The NSA's domestic program is described by sources as far more expansive than what the White House has acknowledged. Last year, Bush said he had authorized the NSA to eavesdrop without warrants or on international calls and international emails of people suspected of having links to terrorists when one part of the communication is in the USA. Warrants have also not been used in the NSA's efforts to create a national call database. They just do whatever the hell they want, like the Gestapo. In defending the previously disclosed program, Bush insisted that the NSA was focused exclusively on international calls. In other words, Bush explained, one end of the communication must be outside the USA, but again, it turned out to be another lie. Right. As a result, domestic call records, those of calls that originate and terminate within U.S. borders, were believed to be private, but sources, however, say that is not the case. With access to records of billions of domestic calls, billions, the NSA has gained a secret window into the communications habits of millions of Americans. Customers, names, street addresses, other personal information are not being handed over as part of NSA's domestic program, but the phone numbers the NSA collects can easily be cross-checked with other databases to get that information. Don Weber, a senior spokesman for the NSA, declined to discuss the agency's operations. Given the nature of the work we do, it would be irresponsible to comment on actual or alleged operational issues, he said, therefore we have no information to provide. The White House wouldn't discuss the domestic call tracking program either. There is no domestic surveillance without court approval, said Dana Perino, Deputy Perino. I wonder if she's Kinder Marty Perino, the left-handed bull from Syracuse. 
She added that all the national intelligence activities undertaken by the federal government are lawful, yada, and she said, do you believe that? And she laughed. The government is collecting external data on domestic phone calls, but is not intercepting internals, a term for the actual content of the communication, according to a U.S. intelligence official. But, of course, every couple of weeks, we start, we start finding a little more, a little more and more about it. You know what I'm saying? Do, 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 do. Well, okay, except, of course, for the people they don't like, or anybody who's a registered Democrat. Right? Right. Or anybody who ever called a talk show and said anything bad about uh, George W. and Dick Cheney. That's right. Bulldike Mary. Or anybody who ever checked a website that, uh, you know. That's right. Any subversives who went on any commie, pinko, liberal website. That's right. Like neilrogers.com. 27 after 11 at 560 WQM. Before you know it, it's going to be like 120 degrees in the shade, and uh, it's, you're going to be schwitzing if you don't have good AC. What's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long, in fact, all year long? How about getting an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System? Now, you can get it in South Florida from Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three long, excruciating generations and doing a stupendous job. As a Carrier Factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction, and that guarantee is backed by Carrier, the people who invented air conditioning a zillion years ago and now have invented the Carrier Infinity System. The Infinity system actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself to give you maximum efficiency. And speaking of that, to maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioner, do the smart thing. Join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Here's how that deal works. Twice a year, they come to your home. They inspect and tune up your system. If you have any kind of problem with your AC, you'll enjoy property same-day service, and they give you 10% off on any needed repairs, too. All of this All of these things. for just 110 bucks a year. So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity system with Puron or peace of mind with a comfort club, either way, make the smart choice the Royce choice. Royce, Aaron Heat, call them toll-free at 1-800-377-0075 and stay cool all year round. Royce, Aaron Heat, 1-800-377-0075. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh, absolutely. If anybody has a opinion... Don't read no stupid books. All the hell is 
26 till noon at 560 WQM. We got an embarrassing lineup today. We got Geldy at two. And if that isn't enough to drive you like screaming into the streets, yelling and carrying on like a maniac, we got Joe Zagaki for the mad dog who's on vacation. Joe Z at four, who desperately needs a personality transplant. And then the Marlin in the pregame at 630. Marlin's in the Braves again. That's the rubber game of the series. Am I right about that, I believe? That's right. The rubber game. Marlins actually won a game last night. Mark it down in your fist. We're going to go for two in a row. Because the uh, Marlins head for Pittsburgh for the weekend. They're trying to go for two in a row. They won one in a row so far. Now they're going for two in a row. That's at 7.05 game time. Be there or be square. I'm sure that you can probably get Norma Kent's seat. He ain't going. And Eddie K follows Marlins baseball. Okay, worse than death. Sinclair, the Jamaican man, it says here, who knows where to find a good machine. Yeah, man. He says Hinduism. I don't know why, and maybe don't care. Thank you, Sinclair. He's oh, we, a real we gas. We put that on there. There's a lot of them. Oh, of course there are. They're probably the curry crowd. Now, is the Sikh crowd or is it the Hindus? They're both of them, the curry crowd. I guess it's all of them. Both of them. The kid curry crowd. Oh, here's somebody asking for a shameless plug. I'm glad they did because I forgot all about this. They knew I would. Now, why does it say Neil Young on there? I think that's a joke. Signed, Neil Young. Get it? R R R R. Like I said, I don't think I'm going to do this. No, no, I, maybe he's going to be there. Yeah, right. Well, why, why are you laughing? He, he might be there. He might be, but I doubt They got Dylan Avery and Corey Rowe and Debbie Rowe and yeah. Fish Rowe and Tommy Rowe. And Rowe Izzy your boat. and Preacher Rowe, the uh, Dodger pitcher, Preacher. I bet you the Humper remembers him. I bet you even uh, Chicken Neck remembers Preacher Rowe, preaching to the choir. Sal Magley, huh? Johnny Cooks, Bob Grimm. Anyway, uh, Jessica Johnson and George Matto are hosting... At the Dovell Hotel, 67 the Collins, Miami Beach, tonight at 8 p.m. Or Friday night. I'm sorry, tomorrow night. Excuse me. Don't go there tonight unless you want to. Right. I'll go there and get some food. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Uh, Loose Change Second Edition is going to be screened. It's the most provocative 9-11 documentary on the market today. It shows the direct connection between the attacks of 9-11 and the U.S. government. The government that's uh, tapping into millions of phone billions of phone calls. And it's just, uh, there's just no way. And look at this. They're showing that Hayden guy goose stepping down the hall, and there's Diane Feinstein uh, kissing his ass. She's right down there kissing his uh, tails. God, I hate that bitch. Or was it and Nancy Pelosi? She's also sucking up. They must have made some of these people an offer they couldn't refuse. Uh, well, they got to do. Anyway, Loose Change, which if you haven't seen it on our website, it's everyone's duty to view this film is what it says with guest speakers Dylan Avery and Corey Rowe. Live bands performing before trees, the stop motion, Jesse Jackson, and more TV. That's not Jesse Jackson, the uh, Ojean provocateur, professional uh, exploiter. That's uh, the band, and more TBA. They'll be donating fun, uh, proceeds to the Darfur Advocacy Fund and Hurricane Katrina victims. It doesn't say how much this costs or anything, any other information, but it says spread the word. And yes, we're serving drinks, it says. Word. So I did that again. That's tomorrow night at the Doville, 67 at Collins, 8 p.m. Go there, and maybe you'll meet some interesting people there who actually have an IQ larger than their um, thumb. Possible. We think so. Elections officials in several states are scrambling to understand and limit the risk from a dangerous security hole found in Diabold Election System Inc.'s ATM-like touchscreen voting machines. They're bad machines, man. ATM that are bad machines from Diebold. The hole is considered more worrisome than most security problems discovered on modern voting machines, such as weak encryption, easily pickable locks, and use of the same weak password nationwide. Armed with little basic knowledge of Diabolt voting systems and a standard component available at any computer store, someone with a minute or uh, with a, I'm sorry, with a minute or two of access to a Diabolt touchscreen could load virtually any software into the machine and disable it, redistribute votes, or alter its performance in a myriad ways. I'm going to read that short sentence again. 
Armed with a little basic knowledge of Diebold voting systems and a standard component available at any computer store, someone with a minute or two of access to Diebold touchscreen could load virtually any software into the machine and disable it, redistribute votes, or alter its performance in a myriad of ways. This sounds like a bad machine, man. Yeah. It sounds like to me. This one is worse than any of the others I've ever seen. It's more fundamental, said Doug Jones, a University of Iowa computer scientist and veteran voting system examiner for the state of Iowa. In the other ones, we've been arguing about the security on the locks of the front door, Jones said. Now we find that there's no back door. This is the kind of thing where if the states don't get out in front of the hackers, there's a real threat. This is the, uh, let's see, Inside Bay Area newspaper in uh, the West Coast. So this newspaper was withholding some details of the vulnerability to request of several elections officials and scientists, partly because ex- ex- exploiting it is so simple and the tools for doing so are widely available. How do you like that? Oh, we don't have no fixed elections. That's just all you paranoid liberals out there. You come here like, right, right. That's why the exit polling was so wrong in 2004. Right. And, of course, they didn't, have, they didn't have that sophistication back in 2000. They didn't have the full pledge and cooperation from the president of Diebold like they did in 2004. So in 2000, they just had to stop the count because the count was starting to go real bad in Florida. And then every single one of the analyses afterward uh, said, oh, yeah, if they would have kept counting, Gore won the election. And we sit here like uh, like that, wondering who, uh, who got knocked off American Idol. Shame on you people, man. And like I said the other day, I, I could play that Neil Young thing 50 times a day. What, what, what's the point? First, it's a crappy song, but even if it was a good song, what's the point? None. American activist has become an oxymoron. You know, the, the Stephen Colbert article, I uh, you know mentioned a couple of people, Cindy Sheehan, a couple of them, and that's about it. We need an Edward R. Murrow, baby. We need to bring him back alive, pump some blood back into his cancer-laden cigar stuff, the cigarette stuff body, all them uh, faggots he was smoking. You know, the one thing, I don't know if they did in the movie, because I didn't see the movie, mm-hmm. but in the bio, and they were showing actual clips of his TV show, you know, see it now and the other one. You never saw him without a faggot in his hand. Right. No, in the movie, you never saw anyone without a faggot in their hand. Yeah. The smoking was continuous. I mean, talk about Shane smoking. He, he actually was smoking Shane's. Mm-hmm. Some of the uh, religion nuts were uh, flat, fl- uh, flagellating themselves with him, and he was smoking them, the Shane's. God, what a shame. We got nobody like that now. Well, Stephen Colbert, I guess, is the closest to it. Of course, John Stewart just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's just kind of a clown when, when they write good material for him, which is a lot. But you can't say that. Uh, okay, I didn't say it. Pretend I didn't say that. That'd be like right. knocking Elvis. Now, how come Elvis they said in 50 minutes we were getting the verdict on that? And uh, where is it? President Maybe. Bush expected to comment on phone database. Oh, he's going to lie again here in a few mm-hmm. minutes. The uh, George Bush Daily Show. Uh, talk about the Daily Show. He's got his own Daily Show. It's called Fox and CNN and MSNBC. Oh, here's the verdict. Roman Catholic priest accused of killing a nun 26 years ago in a hospital okay. chapel. Uh, apparently, Fry's a prosecution that saying that the priest would be angered over her domineering ways. Okay, our Keith Oppenheim is there in Toledo, Ohio, to tell us more uh, about this case and the verdict that we're standing by to hear. Uh, the judge is reading it right now. Yeah, in just moments, we should. Uh, hi, Darren. In just moments, we should hear what the verdict Have is. Have you ever seen a guilty look on Toledo courtroom? This trial has lasted for. Three weeks. Look how many altar and boys he abused this week. About 30, man. A nun, 71-year-old sister Margaret Ann Paul, was found dead in a chapel of a Toledo hospital. And uh, at the time, the sister Mary uh, priest at the, at, the, at the hospital, Father Gerald Robinson, so hearing a verdict coming in right now. And I think Here we go. To that. Reader, is this your signature, and does this reflect your verdict? Ms. Palmer, is this your signature, and does this reflect your verdict? Yes. Mr. Martin, is this your signature, and does this reflect your verdict? Yes. Yes. Oh, Miss West. Why are they, they cutting him off? Why are they chopping him off? <clears throat> Why do you want to proceed with sentencing? 
See, they missed it. Anything from counsel? But obviously guilty because they're talking about proceeding with sentencing. Wish to guilty. Say anything. No, no. Statute in effect in 1980 is the same as it is today, and that is, and I were uh, guilty. The code section. Whoever is convicted or pleads guilty to murder in violation of section 290302 of the revised code shall be in prison for an indefinite term of 15 years for life. The court imposes the life imprisonment uh, pursuant to that code section. Uh, Mr. Robinson, you have 30 days from today's date to appeal my decision. Life. All right. There we go. <laughs> I sure hope we don't meet the same fate in the slammer as the Reverend Gay Gun. You know? Yeah, that would be, that would be very bad. It's 11.43 already. We better get down to the brass tacks. Look, look at the look on his puss. I mean, you know he done it. No question. Yeah. Hey, finally, a TV experience like no other. Comcast Digital Cable with On Demand is easy to use, has lots to love. And today you can try it for just $34.99 a month for three months. Why is TV so much better with On Demand? For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you want to. With programming including free movies, kid shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and so much more, you'll always have something good to watch right when you want to be watching it. And don't forget about control. With On Demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, fast forward programs using that remote, and you sure can't get all these things with satellite. No way, Jose. With up to 250 channels plus On Demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could possibly ask for more? And best of all, On Demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime. Sit back and you wonder how we ever managed to get along without it. Call today. Order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of On Demand for just $34.99 a month for three months. In date, call 305-COMCAST and in 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Fact in, in the church. Started out a regular guy who joined the rectory. Rectum. And made the ultimate sacrifice, embracing celebracy. Father too. Amen. Bum, holding food. Father O'Toole, ultimate As time went by, his earthly needs compromised his choice. He found a way to get relief by altering young boys. Father O'Toole, Absolutely. amen. Bum, holding food. Father he was happy and gay till he got caught by some tattletale. Then the Vatican paid everyone off and he didn't have to go to jail. Father O'Toole, amen. You fairy. But only fool. Father O'Toole, they sent him to a priest retreat where they genuflect and pray. If it was you or it was me, they'd lock us up and throw the keys away. Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, holy fool. Father O'Toole, Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, Holy 
Oh, yeah, the religions of the world, a breeding place for all the hate. It's uh, 891 votes on a poll. If your parents didn't indoctrinate you, what religion would you have picked? What would you have picked? Your nose, your That's agnostic, right. 225, don't say it. Atheist, 191. Bunch of heathen bastards all going to rot in hell, and we'll be there. I hate this poll, 168. Buddhism, 106. Jewish, 59. That's because of all the great gastronomic and, uh, delights on all the Jew holidays, you know. Except, of course, at the Passover, when you got to eat that stale matzah. Even the Pesadiki candy we could live without. How about some Godiva chocolates? I want to ask Gary Sarner if that's kosher for Pesach. Oh, that's good. Catholic, 56. Born-again Christian, 25. Generic Christian, 19. Just an ordinary pedestrian goy. Scientology, 17. A lot of closet cases, obviously. Uh, we got eight people who want to be sick. Islam, 8. Mormon, 5. They want to go door-to-door on them little bicycles with their nice, clean white shirts and, bo- and uh, neckties. Mm-hmm. Not bow ties. That's that silly-ass Tucker Carlson. What a jackass. Seventh-day Adventist, 3. Jehovah's Witness, 1. And Hinduism just went on there. And so far, Hinduism's got the big. Oh! Now, probably take one or two this hour. WQAM, hello. QAM. <laughs> now, see, that wasn't even him. No, that was Gilbert. The what? other guy's a fake. Yeah, that was Gilbert. Oh, the other guy's a fake? Yeah. Well, how come you never told me that all these years? I thought you do. I did not know that. I thought it was the real one. Yeah, that was the real. Very weak, by the way. We like the fake one better. <laughs> oh, man. That's, in this particular case, imitation is much uh, greater than the original. Of course, that's not saying much. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, hang on. Let me just turn this down. Um, hey, I totally agree with you on the Joe Zagaki and, uh, what's his name, Geldy? Geldy, yeah. But that Ken... Gelding. That, that Ken Malden guy that comes on after you? Don't be knocking Ken. Yeah. Boring. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear it. We love Ken. And by the way, give Joel uh, Feinberg a big kiss for us. Congratulations yeah. on his puff piece in Ocean Drive, and he's still a jackass. Five six seven oh five. And Ken doesn't come on after us. He just does the updates, and he's a wonderful guy, and a great human being. And he's got more class in one finger than you'll ever have in your whole pathetic body. How do you like that, schmuck? Amen. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. WQAM nut line. Hello. WQAM. Hello. Market down. Line one got disconnected. First time. QAM. Gay. Yeah, gay. WQAM, hello. I'm waiting to see it Thursday, whether the um, the one that's in uh, rehab today, what he's calling on Thursday. QAM, hello. It puts the Ottawa Senators in the... WQAM, they sure are in a casket. QAM, hello. Jesus Christ and doggy style Mary, I hate you. WQAM, hello. I'm going to hear some Tammy say Baker. WQAM, hello. Nail. Yes. You remember one thing, the caller. Yeah, I sure do. Your voice. WQAM, hello. I'm sick. Okay. Okay, that takes care of that. See, that was the obligatory run run down the list. Yeah. And they all checked in. They, nah, they all checked in? Dutifully. Well, you they all Ron checked in and Gilbert. Yeah, it sounded and, uh, like it to me. In fact, it smelled like it, too. Reverend Fag and uh, who, right. who were we missing? The gargler. Missing him. Do you miss him? Next like round. poison. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, there's no such thing as... Yeah, I know. WQAM, hello. Your mama! WQAM, hello. QAM. I like to be in Mexico. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil, I got a poll for your poll. Yeah, I bet you do. Okay, stick it. Speaking of that, Mary Cheney calls John Kerry a son of a bitch for using gays for political gain, but she hasn't got a word about George Bush or dear old dad doing the same. Welcome to Mary Cheney's Million Dollar Closet. It's still a bit stuffy in here as a lot of things haven't been totally cleared out. I got three stories. This is one of the big to-dos now. I got this one, and we got Carrie uh, Strikes Back, and then we got 
Uh, John Edwards, who's really boring, right. uh, strikes back by kissing up. For someone who's been out for a decade, Mary still shows major signs of just coming out syndrome. You fairy! It is what Jeff Gannon's going through and what many, if not most, gays go through, especially conservative ones, when they first come to terms with being gay. They start being publicly gay, sometimes say good things, but more often than not, their internalized homophobia comes slipping out. A newbie's coming out experience is usually indicated by one or more of the following utterances. One, I'm not one of those activists. In other words, I don't do anything to defend my rights, so belittle people who do in order to make myself feel better. Two, sure, I'm gay, but it's not all I am. I'm other things, too. In other words, I'm still a bit embarrassed about who I am and the fact that I'm not an activist. Three, why can't gay people be more normal like me? Normal means hiding out in the suburbs. Four, I'm not a single voter issue, issue voter. In other words, I still vote Republican. The only issue I don't take account when voting is me. Five, Republicans don't really hate gay people. They just have to vote the way they do for politics. In other words, I still vote Republican. And six, Democrats, sure, they vote for gay people, but they're not perfect either. In other words, I know Republicans trash gays 90% of the time, and the Democrats help gays 90% of the time, but I still need to justify why I vote for a party that hates me. With that in mind, check out what Murray had to say about Kerry and Edwards. Regardless of what you think of how Kerry and Edwards handled the Murray is gay thing during the debate, it's Murray's analyzation of the situation that is so telling. What is it was offensive to me that Kerry was obviously trying to use me and my sexual orientation for his own political gains, she said. Of course, the reason Kerry and Edwards mentioned Mary's gayness is because George Bush decided to use gays as a, if not the political issue of the 2004 elections. It's one issue. How did Mary react to Bush using her sexual orientation for his own political gain? In an interview with Diane Sawyer, Cheney said of Bush, I think he's a very good man. On these issues, he hasn't caught up. Now you have a much larger window into Mary's mind and closet. In her own personal Stockholm Syndrome, the gay bashers who started the fight are good people who just haven't caught up yet. The gay defenders fighting back are sons of bitches, slime, and need to go F themselves. Cheney saves her harshest words for his uh, Bush's 2004 opponents calling uh, John Kerry a son of a bitch and his running mate John Edwards a total slime for discussing her sexual orientation during nationally televised debates during the campaign. In her interview with Diane Sawyer, she said of Bush, oh, that's right, isn't it? Uh, Cheney is less generous to Kerry and Edwards, who she accuses of sleazy politics for mentioning she was gay during debates with Bush and her father. John Kerry didn't out me, nor did the uh, offender attack me by calling me a lesbian. It wasn't a secret that I was gay, and I certainly wouldn't be offended by the truth, she writes. What was offensive was that he was obviously trying to use me and my sexual orientation for his own political gain. Sitting in the studio audience when Edwards mentioned her sexual orientation, Cheney said she looked at the vice presidential candidate and mouthed the words, Go F yourself, a phrase her father had earlier employed against Democratic Senator Patrick Leahy. Some fine, good, uh, upstanding Americans. Aren't they classy or what? Yeah. They're the best. 11.57 at QAM. Hey, today is Thursday. There are a lot of you out there who haven't even thought about Mother's Day yet. It's this Sunday. It's only a couple of days away. There's still time, though, to make it seem like you put a lot of thought into your gift by sending an original Vermont teddy bear. Sending a bear gram is so much more personal and fun than flowers, and Vermont teddy bears last forever. They're even guaranteed for life, while flowers are dead in just a matter of hours. That's why flowers and hours rhyme. You didn't know that, didn't you? Good. I do know. You can only get them by calling a friendly bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR or shopping at vermontteddybear.com. Your mom or wife will receive a beautiful bear tailored just for her and delivered with a free card, gourmet caramels, and a gift card in a colorful box. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her, like the nurse, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear. So she'll know you put some real thought into your gift. They even have a fun new barefoot and pregnant bear for those moms-to-be. And while you're at it, check out the new All-American mom dressed in a patriotic sundress holding an apple pie. And for all you mama's boys out there, be sure and send the mama's boy bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And dads, don't forget, every year it's your job to get the wife a gift from the kids, and the mother and cub set is perfect. Add as many cubs as needed, they'll embroider your kids' names right in the outfit. 
Have her bear delivered to the office tomorrow so she can brag about you to her co-workers. It works like magic every year. So call 1-800-829-BEAR. It's not too late. Or shop online at VermontTeddyBear.com. Send a creative alternative to flowers for Mother's Day this year by calling 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. And be sure and tell them that old silly queen, Neil, told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Well, uh, it be the 12 to 1 hour on WQAM. Well, I never thought I'd find the kind of ride that I've been tooling around this today. A ride. Now, it's a classic set of wheels fixed up the way a brother would like it. Now, if the clean and shiny and the trim is cold and it dies under my seat, I got some can of liquid cherry yolk. Aw, oh, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, chariot, bee, baby, blue. Aw, baby. Shiny little velvet little smelly machine. Took the suspension down, so I bounced down the road in a pit that is super flyway. Now, if they hard to stop, no big deal. Someday I'll get around and fix the brakes. A 1979 Mom Bone Catalina. She's your looking fine now. It's my baby Cadillac. Aw, oh, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, chariot, me, baby, stop, baby. Shiny little velvet little smelly machine. Yo. I got my windows down on a hot summer day, cause the AC don't work no way. The sweaty crush with our seats starts to smell and gets the dusty working overtime. Al-Qaeda is our enemy, and we want to know their plans. Second, the government does not listen to domestic phone calls without court approval. <laughs> Third, the intelligence activities I authorized are lawful. <laughs> and have been briefed to appropriate members of Congress, both Republican and Democrat. Fourth, the privacy of ordinary Americans is fiercely protected in all our activities. <laughs> We're not mining or trolling through the personal lives of millions That's of like innocent a troll Americans. To me. Our efforts are focused on links to Al Qaeda and their known affiliates. On my backseat, you'll find a shiny crown that smells like lime. That's my coffee, shiny too, because I'll be washing it with armor on. Oh, baby. Open the granada, cherry, cherry, and be giving you stop, baby. Michael Shopping wheels going over speed bumps and too smooth. Stop, baby. Fresh for law interior, be fancy to be, baby, too. Stop, baby. <laughs> okay, that was pretty much it. He said, and he ran, stormed off after that, your president, the bozo the clown. Pretty sad. Oh, now, the uh, Stephen Colbert thing is up there. Nice job, Eric. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Right under, uh, is it under or above? Josh, is a picture on there. Right above. 
right above Josh's picture, right above. And I'm thinking, George, since you got the ability to like play the audio on the ear, yeah, because I, I don't have that ability. If I had the ability, I'd kick Alex Bennett's ass. But uh, why don't we do that? We got time. Sure. Before we get back to uh, that Bulldog Mary Cheney. Do you want to do it now? Well, right now would be good. I mean, fits right in. We just got her from uh, Bozo. Right. Well, give me Bozo the Butcher. You know how fast this computer is. Oh, please don't tell me. It's, 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 it's buffers right away. You just click on that thing, and it buffered on mine, and like it's, uh, you know. Yeah, on yours. I haven't I'm even loaded the page yet. Spiffy computer. I'm a little HP uh, compact pavilion. Well, this is a nice computer. About the size of your thumb. And about 4,000 times faster than the piece of crap you're working with there. We got 924 votes on the poll. We're still waiting for George to uh, download it. I'm not downloading nothing. I still haven't gone to the page. What? What? Tell you haven't gone to the home page yet? Maybe Get everybody rushed here. on there. What? I'm still loading. Get out of here. It's right above uh, Josh uh, Cordes' picture. Mine is buffering already. There it is playing again. There's Bush sitting there at that dinner with that stupefied look on his puss, just the usual one. And there's Stephen Colbert getting ready to get up. He's got all his uh, going to the podium. Now, you don't have that yet? Nope. Jesus, K. Christ, what kind of garbage are you working with there, man? Oh, that's right. I forgot it's QAM. Boy, I should have let, uh, what's his name, uh, Fix It come up here and so I, I could have played it five times already. Yeah. Well, let me know if that, if and when that thing kicks in, okay? Yeah, I'll let you know when my hourglass disappears here. Boy, that's bad. That is so pathetic. But then again, what do we need this stuff like that for? And especially when you listen to the calls, the great intellectuals we got out there, I'm sure they're very concerned about Stephen Colbert and Claudette Colbert and uh, all of that stuff and about, you know, what's happening in the world. Because generally speaking, the masses are asses. Make no mistake about that. Although we don't have the masses. We just got like the same seven or eight callers. So. At least when you keep it small like that, it doesn't get too complicated. You know? mm -hmm. It's like when you have too big of a family. You know, got like 15 kids, can't even remember their names. But when you keep it small... That's number them for convenience. Now, what's the story? You're still uh, you're transferring not data yet? from Google, blah, blah, blah. What? I said, get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Transferring data, transferring data. Video, Transfer my blah, blah. ass. <laughs> I'll go get a hand truck. I was good this morning when I was telling Hank that Jack's head was bigger than Hank's ass. And I think he agreed with that. That's a big head. We'd really have to measure that. Well, go right ahead. You first. I'll go get the calipers. Oh. <laughs> Like those big... Now, what do they call those things? That, that, well, you wouldn't know. It's before your time. When the ice man used to come to the house with the big blocks of ice, and they had those big prongs. What the yeah, hell were those things? I think they're ice tongs. Is that what they were? I'll, no, I'll ice tongs are like the little cubes well, of ice. I don't know. They were big ice tongs. Big-ass ice tongs. Oh, there's Bill Schneider. I wonder what he's going to say. He's going to say, oh, boy, this is bad. Well, this is definitely going to ratchet up the level of controversy because it does affect ordinary Americans. When the original really story came out off, man. in December about uh, the uh, monitoring of international calls, uh, most Americans didn't feel particularly threatened. The president gave assurances these were only calls overseas. There were only communications with suspected al-Qaeda terrorists. And now ordinary Americans are learning that if they live in an affected area, which is some 200 million Americans, that the government has a record of every phone call they made, just whom they, uh, or the number they called, uh, not the content of the conversation, but that, to most Americans, is going to sound like Ladies an invasion of privacy. What a special edition of the Colbert Report. Oh, it started playing. Colbert. No. It's funny, my video's frozen, but at least uh, we're hearing the audio. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Before I begin, um, I've been asked to make an announcement. Um, whoever parked 14 black bulletproof SUVs out front, uh, please move them. They're blocking in 14 other black bulletproof SUVs. They need to get out. Wow. Wow, what an honor. The White House Correspondence Center. To actually, to, to sit here 
at the same table with my hero, George W. Bush, to be, to be this close to the man. I, I feel like I'm dreaming. Somebody pinch me. You know what? I'm, I'm a pretty sound sleeper. That may not be enough. Somebody shoot me in the face. Is he really not here tonight? Damn it. The one guy who could have helped. Um, by the way, before I, I get started, if anybody needs anything else at their tables, just speak slowly and clearly into your table numbers. Someone from the NSA will be right over with a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me it died. I don't know what it did. Oh, Mark Here we Smith. Go. Late. Uh, yeah. This ain't going to go over too well. Like I said, this was not a good idea. You know, the kind of uh, garbage equipment we're working with. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is just embarrassing to me. Humiliating and degrading. Okay, that's our internet connection, man. It sucks. Yeah. That's QAM for you, man. Eighth rate. Everything we do is eighth rate. That's why we're like, uh, you know, dropping like a rock. And our GM is running around. Hey, everything great? Hey, is Neil happy? Ha, ha, ha. Is he like me? Ha. Probably all the salespeople downloading porn right now. Wouldn't surprise the hell out of me. We're going to have our 1,000 votes by the end of this hour. Pretty damn close. We've got 939 already. You can, Josh can take a deep breath. Rest assured. So everybody wants to see the uh, cold beer thing and also uh, on the video, you know, because it, it lacks the um, the impact when you only hear the audio. Right. Because when you see the video and you see the reactions um, from oh, your sour, president. Yeah. Sour face. Real sour puss. ...is doing in its activities to spy upon Americans. If we're unwilling to do this... There's Patrick Leahy, and I'm sure Dick Cheney's going to tell him to go F himself again after this. Oh, speaking of that... In response to an article Wednesday in which Vice President Dick Cheney's lesbian daughter is quoted as calling Senator John Kerry a son of a bitch for mentioning her sexuality in the presidential debates, Kerry's office fired off this retort to Raw's story. Kerry's spokesman David Wade said Mary Cheney had flack for the most anti-gay administration in history. Seems like a suspicious lecture from a political operative who flacked to the most anti-gay administration in history and allowed Karl Rove to divide America for political gain, Wade said. She'd be more credible if she'd pushed Dad's administration to support hate crimes legislation and equal rights for gay Americans. In her new book, Mary Cheney Slams Kerry, John Kerry, I already read that. And the thing about go F yourself, she was mouthing to uh, poor John Edwards. How do you like that? Not nice. Real classy dyke. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Mary. You fairy. Rhymes with fairy. And third but last but not least, after Vice President Cheney's daughter, the former vice presidential candidate John Edwards, a total slime ball for mentioning her sexuality during the vice presidential debates, Edwards' spokesman responded to Ross story, calling the Cheney's wonderful role models. Ain't he a panic or what, huh? Yeah. Senator Edwards continues to believe, as he said in the vice presidential debate when the issue was raised, that the Cheneys have been wonderful role models for the millions of parents around the country who love their children unconditionally, Kim Ruby, Edwards' spokesman for his One America Political Action Committee, said. The scathing comments by Mary Cheney, Dick Cheney's lesbian daughter, were published in a Canada.com article and caught by Washington blogger John Aravosis. According to Canada.com's account of Mary Cheney's book, well, that's the same thing all over again about go after yourself. I, I do enjoy reading that, though, because we've just seen Patrick Leahy with a sour look on his face about all this wiretapping of everybody, all, all these millions and millions and billions of phone calls. They know who you called. They, they didn't hear. Now, see, today they're telling us they didn't, you know, they didn't hear the conversation. Now, in a couple of months, they'll say, well, every now and then they decide to listen in just in case they might have missed something, you know, mm -hmm. when it was somebody we didn't like. Fascism is alive and well, make no mistake about it. You people are like, like a bunch of morons, man. You're like a bunch of quizlings. Spencer says, I sent you the Pentagon clip for your website. Thank you so much. Here's another one. This is a website, stall. Is that what it said? Oh, no. ST, bad penmanship, Spencer. ST911.org is one of the most important sites of my generation. Please put it on your website to get out the truth. ST911.org. Well, I guess I better take a look at that during the break, hadn't I? You should. 
Well, we, it would be something if we had to get Eric to do that, too. I mean, it's an awful lot of work for a fat man in one day, isn't it? He can do it. He'll do it. He'll do it gladly. It's a, it's a labor of love. Believe you me. Scholars for 9-11 Truth. I'm on it now. Oh, you're on it? Yeah. Well, how'd you get on that so fast? You can get out on uh, the website that fast. It's not streaming a video at me. Oh, I see. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a little more we can handle yeah, at QAM. Yeah, a bunch of text. And that toilet. Hey, I got an idea. Let's move back into the trailer again. That sounds good. <laughs> can I pick yeah. the trailer, though? Let's move back to that uh, <laughs> former QM location there. I, I, seriously, even the cockroaches and the rats moved out of that place. That's how filthy and disgusting that was. I, I don't know and if then, it's there anymore. I think the cardboard finally And then, of course, Greg with his deal. Well, you know, uh, we're thinking of build, building a Neela studio out there in a hallway. In the Quonset hut. Yeah. What a lying sack. 1213 at QM. If you love boating, you can go out there and buy a boat. It costs you a fortune. Then that's just the beginning of your headaches. It's a big hassle. The smart thing to do if you want to get out there in the water and have a great time is call Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Why pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? It's easy. It's a piece of cake. Join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be just amazed at how easy they make it for you. There are no docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, no hurricane preparation. When you have a boat from Club Nautico, it is totally stress-free and affordable, too. So what's not to like? Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because the folks at Club Nautico do all that for you. No cleaning it up either. Guess what? They do that as well. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat and go. When you're done pulling the dock, get off and say goodbye, and they'll take care of all the rest. It's that easy. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from unlimited boating to pay as you go from small boats all the way up to yacht charters. Club Nautico does it all for you. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit what you need and your budget, too. Get on the water today, the inexpensive, the hassle-free way with Club Nautico by calling 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yeah. This is 560 QAM, your flagship station for Florida Marlins baseball on the radio. Tonight, the Marlins face the Atlanta Braves at Dolphin Stadium. Presented by Bell South. Coverage starts at 6.30. An exclusive presentation of Sports Radio 560 QAM. I hate this place. Nothing works here. The medications don't work. I've been here for seven years. Nothing works here. I hate this place. Nothing works here. The medications don't work. I've been here for seven years. I hate this place. Nothing works here. Don't like all the harper. Don't come, come every time I see. That retarded witch on my TV. He's president of Republican muscle and an articulate idiot. I don't know why they would want this guy, but now he's here. Screw the next four years. President Thumb. Oh, what I can do once more and get to we all voted for. If you want this, don't go, lips drumming, stupid me. Don't go, find this drunk and rich kid. 
dumber than me. He's president of You don't care what it took. You got him in by hook or crook. The Christian right knows what's best. You and I but have no fear. We've got a great leader Absolutely. President Trump.
Thanks, Spencer. We need to put a link to this on there right away, immediately, if not sooner. It's on there. It's already on there. It's already on there? Took care of it during the break. Eric did? I sent him the link, and he put it right on there. How's that? Nice going, boys. Scholars for 911truth.org. We're just st911.org. In fact, I got an article I just printed out. Experts claim official 911 story is a hoax. And it's very long, and I'm going to read it when we come back. How do you oh, like that? Right. I like it a lot. You do. Oh, you know, I, I hate it. Don't do it. Take some <laughs> calls. Oh, better That's not do it. Then. Don't want to get uh, some of the chronics upset. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by the way, the name of that uh, caller, what is his name? Uh, Carl. That's the guy, the dark-complected chronic. Carl, then there's old Joe, and about, you know. See, their callers aren't any uh, better than ours. It's just that, uh, you know, they have something to talk about. Sports, you know, and same old crap. You go from one show to the next, and you're the same half a dozen. The same. Yeah, that's the one thing bald-headed Wayne, Pockmark Wayne, had on. Remember when we were at IOD? Mm-hmm. Really frosted their ass because he said, well, you know, one thing about QM, they got the same, you know, 50 callers all day. I think he was exaggerating. And that's yeah. the same with the two stations. Just the same 50 people are more busy because they're calling both of them. Of course, at least ours, you know, they send their very best numerous times a day, as opposed to just once. 971 votes on a poll. Piece of cake. Experts claim official 9-11 stories of hoax. Coming up. If you don't like the bedtime stories, go away. Go listen to uh, The Juice and listen to a Sid Rosensteinberg talking listen about how he's going to get in his... Huh? Listen to The Juice. Sid Rosensteinberg's. He ain't no Stan Bergstein, I'll tell you that. Although he is a uh, South Florida sports fixture. Isn't that what it said in Ocean Dive? That Joel yeah. Feinberg puff piece? 26 past noon at 560 WK. We got Geldy, too, and then Joe Zagaki at four, four hours of the most, uh, four and a half hours of the most unspeakable radio in the history of the industry. And then we got to the Marlin game, which in this case will be uh, quite a move on uptick. Hey, if you think you have termites in your home, you better call Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Riddit Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. They're going faster than you can say Clarabelle the Clown. If you have termites, this is the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house. No worrying about poisonous gas. No moving out or staying in hotels. No worrying about food or pets in your health. They treat your home at Riddit with this amazing orange oil. You don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're all done doing their thing on your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent, the refreshing scent of oranges for just a few days. You'll feel like you're in fruit country. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Riddit Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kill, kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no games, no BS, no kidding. They do a stupendous job for you. Call them right now for a free no-obligation inspection. Now is the time to start thinking about this at the early stages of termite season and hurricane season and all this other slime in South Florida for months to come. Call Riddit toll-free 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. When you do call, be sure and tell them the Todd Dreck told you to call. They will pee their pants. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 562 QAM. Unwrap all the slime all the time. Welcome to the new American Iraq Embassy, also known as George W.'s Palace. Rivaling any palace imagined by Saddam, 104 acres of luxury that Iraqis haven't seen since our divine occupation. Surrounded by 15-foot-thick concrete walls for safety, we have two city blocks of luxury apartments and offices. The hotels here are swanky. You'll find exact duplicates of the Constitution or the Bill of Rights on every sheet of soft, multi-ply toilet paper. Just beyond the Hummer dealership and movie theater, you'll find tennis courts and the largest swimming pool in Iraq, with regulation-sized diving boards and, of course, water boards. Rove around our state-of-the-art Rove Gymnasium and Bath, open all night and free for our supplicant press. 
Our food court offers one of every restaurant chain. Featuring daily Iraq delicacies. Today, your kids will love the strawberry-flavored jello pudding served in the hollowed skulls of Iraqi children. This is all top secret, of course. We'll thank you for not mentioning our new Iraq embassy, the ultimate in American Aryan. I'm dying out of here. Trump 33, okay, here it is. Scholars for 9-11 Truth. The link is already on there, you'll be saying? What? A group of distinguished experts and scholars, including Robert M. Bowman, James H. Fetzer, Wayne Madsden, John McMurdy, Morgan Reynolds, and Andreas von Bulow, have concluded uh, that senior government officials have covered up crucial facts about what really happened on 9-11. They've joined with others in common cause as members of Scholars for 9-11 Truth, S-9-11-T, because they're convinced, based on their own research, that the administration has been deceiving the nation about critical events in New York and Washington, D.C., these experts suggest these events may have been orchestrated by elements within the administration to manipulate Americans into supporting policies at home and abroad they would never have condoned absent another Pearl Harbor. They believe that this White House is incapable of investigating itself and hope the possibility that Congress might hold an unaccountable administration accountable is not merely naive or wishful thinking. They're encouraging news services around the world to secure scientific advice by taking advantage of university resources to verify or to falsify their discoveries. Extraordinary situations, they believe, require extraordinary measures. If this were done, they contend one of the great hoaxes of history would stand naked before the eyes of the world and its perpetrators would be clearly exposed, which may be the only hope for saving this nation from even greater abuse. They hope this might include the New York Times, which, in their opinion, has repeatedly failed to exercise the leadership expected from our nation's newspaper of record by a series of inexplicable lapses. It's failed to vigorously investigate tainted elections, lies leading to the war in Iraq, or illegal NSA spying on the American people, major unconstitutional events. In their view, the Times might compensate for its loss of stature by helping to reveal the truth about one of the great turning points, one of the tra- great turning point events of modern history. Stunning as it may be to acknowledge they observe, the government's brought but one indictment against anyone, to the best of their knowledge, has not even reprimanded anyone for incompetence or dereliction of duty. The official conspiracy theory that 19 Arab hijackers under control of one man in the wilds of Afghanistan brought this about is unsupportable by the evidential data which they have studied. They even believe there are good reasons for suspecting that videotapes officially attributed to Osama bin Laden are not genuine. They have found the government's own investigation to be severely flawed. The 9-11 Commission, designated to investigate the attack, was directed by Philip Zelico, part of the Bush transition team in the NSA sector and co-author of a book with Condoleezza Rice. A Bush supporter and director of national security affairs, he could hardly be expected to conduct an objective and impartial investigation. They've discovered that the 9-11 Commission report is replete with omissions, distortions, and factual errors, which David Ray Griffin has documented in his book, The 9-11 Commission Report, Omissions and Distortions. The official report, for example, entirely ignores the collapse of World Trade Center 7, a 47-story building, which was hit by no airplanes, was only damaged by a few small fires, and fell seven hours after the attack. Here are some of the kinds of considerations that these experts and scholars find profoundly troubling. In the history of structural engineering, steel frame high-rise buildings have never been brought down due to fires from either, uh, either before or since 9-11. So how can fires have brought down three in one day? How is this possible? The BBC has reported that at least five of the 19 ledge hijackers have turned up alive and well living in Saudi Arabia. Yet according to the FBI, these were among those killed in the attacks. How is this possible? Frank Martini, a project manager for the WTC, said the buildings were designed with load redistribution capabilities to withstand the impact of airliners, whose effects would be like puncturing mosquito netting with a pencil. Yet they completely collapsed. How is this possible? Since the melting point of steel is about 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit, the temperature of jet fuel, fuel does not exceed 1,800 Fahrenheit under optimal conditions, and UL certified the steel used to 2,000 Fahrenheit for six hours, the buildings cannot have collapsed due to heat from the fires. How is this possible? Flight 77, which allegedly hit the building, left the radar screen in the vicinity of the Ohio-Kentucky border only to reappear in very close proximity to the Pentagon shortly before impact. How is this possible? 
Foreign terrorists who were clever enough to coordinate hijacking four commercial airliners seemingly did not know that the least damage to the Pentagon would be done by hitting its west wing. How is that possible? Secretary of Transportation Norman Mineta, in an underground bunker at the White House, watched Vice President Cheney castigate a young officer for asking as the plane drew closer and closer to the Pentagon, did the order still stand? The order cannot have been to shoot it down, but it must have been the opposite. How is that possible? A former inspector general for the Air Force has observed that Flight 93, which allegedly crashed in Pennsylvania, should have left debris scattered over an area less than the size of a city block, but it's scattered over an area of about eight square miles. How is this possible? A tape recording of interviews with air traffic controllers on duty on 9-11 was deliberately crushed, cut into very small pieces, and distributed in assorted places to ensure its total destruction. How is that possible? The Pentagon conducted a training exercise called MASCAL, simulating the crash of a Boeing 757 into a building on October 21, 2000, and yet Condoleezza Rice, among others, has repeatedly asserted that no one ever imagined a domestic airplane could be used as a weapon. How is that possible? Their own physics research has been established that only controlled demolitions are consistent with the near-gravity speed of the fall and virtually symmetrical collapse of all three of the w World Trade Center buildings. While turning concrete into very fine dust, they fell straight down into their own footprints. These experts and scholars have found themselves obliged to conclude that the 9-11 atrocity represents an instance of the approach which has been identified by Carl Rove, the president's closest advisor, of creating our own reality. How do you like that? Chilly. Chilling. Probably ought to plug that loose change video again that's showing tonight. Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow night. Friday, May 12th, 8 p.m. That's tomorrow. Hosted by Jessica Johnson and George Matto at the Deauville Hotel, 67 The Collins. Loose Change, second edition, the most provocative 9-11 docu- documentary on the market. And by the way, speaking of that, I noticed on this website, this uh, Scholars for 9-11 Truth, there's links to all kinds of other uh, fabulous stuff, too. Now, maybe you won't think it's fabulous, but at least provocative. Uh, how's that for the How about word? Interesting. Oh, interesting, like Ernie Sochin and his socks. Interesting. He was a very interesting guy, Ernie Sochin, with a sock story. So sock it to him. Well, you know, there'll be a couple people out there who look at this stuff. Not too many. 1,002 votes already. Aren't you impressed? God almighty. We might actually be reaching like two, three hundred people. If your parents didn't uh, indoctrinate you and brainwash you, what religion would you have chosen if you had like free will? Oh, free will? Is that why Eve ate that fruit? It's like free willy. Agnostic 259. That's what Michael wants. He wants you to free willy so we can grab him. Agnostic 259, Atheist 213. I hate this pull 181. Well, guess what? We hate you. How do you like that? Your mama. Buddhism 118. Jewish 65. Oh, God. Let's go get some deli right now. Whip up some good crockies. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic, 63. Born-again Christian, only... About, about 30, man. Yeah, too repressive. Generic Christian, 24. Scientology, 19. The world's biggest closet next to the uh, priesthood. Sick. We got eight sickies. Islam, eight. Mormon, six. Seventh-day Adventist, four. Hinduism, two. Well, Seventh-day Adventists, aren't they the ones that make all that nice veggie crap that we buy in the supermarket? I don't know. I think they do, yeah. Oh, yeah, those breakfast links, they're kind of like Boca Burgers. They're made from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hindu, two, and Jehovah's Witnesses, a pair. In fact, those pair, they'll be knocking on your door any minute. Try to knock down the dough. 20 till 1. Boy, I got through that thing, man, like Grant took Richmond. You know, that was pretty good. Damn good. I bet there's a lot of other good stuff on there, too, though. Be well worth reading to our vast audience of great intellectuals oh, out there. Really very so- with that great social conscience they've got, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, like him. He's, he's socially unconscious. If you're a cigar smoker, you like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating. 
by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider, a 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, don't forget to try their Behead Deseo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. A powerful, big blaster, baby. A powerful cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. For a South Florida tobacconist nearby, you just log out of their website, BahiaCigars.com, or call this number toll-free, 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Spread them and say cheese. The American Cheese Council reminds you that everything tastes better with cheese. I hate broccoli, except when my mom melts cheddar cheese on top. Then I even ask for seconds. Yes, there's nothing like cheese to make things taste terrific. I'm a sideshow geek in a circus, and I eat ground glass for a living. My secret? I top the shards with grated Parmesan. It tastes great, and the cheese helps to absorb the blood. That's right. Nothing tops things off like a big, sweaty glob of cheese. My husband likes me to, you know, do him, but I hate the taste. So I just wrap it in an individual slice of American cheese. It goes down easy, and that makes it easier to go down. Cheese makes everything taste better. So remember, don't forget the cheese. It's a 12.45 at WQAM. So anyway, here's the facts. Don't tell me there's somebody actually interested in that thing I just read. That would be kind of shocking. It says, please, 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 mention the uh, article you just read about Bush being behind 9-11 again. Where is it published? Please put the link on neilrogers.com. I'll resign there. According to George. It is. It's in the links section. It's in the links? I mean, we can put it up top, uh, you know, with big letters if you want. No, it's, it's the, on the top of the links. Scholars for 9-11 Truth, it's right there. Now, is that a link to the story? No, it's a link to their website. So I need to be a little more specific. Well, for crying out loud, it's the, it's the top story there. It says a good right. place to start. Experts call for release of 9-11 evidence. You just click on that little uh, baby there on that link, and I got it. Like, there it is. George, on the other hand, if he clicks on it, about an hour and a half, something might happen. That's right. Uh, what does that say at the bottom? How is this possible? Oh, get, come on. Cut the crap. How is this possible? Come Get your head out of that ostrich-like stance out of the Florida sand and get with it. Start waking up and smelling the daffodils, okay? Remember when I was screaming about PNAC, you know, mm-hmm. the project for the New American Century? Right. This is all part of the game plan. They weren't able to go ahead and do their uh, all their invading and uh, reorganizing uh, and grab all the oil from all over the world without some Pearl Harbor-like event. They said that right in there, like right, right in black and green and white. And then they went and planned it. And then they went and they planned it, and they uh, made it happen, and there it is. And how is it that, uh, in fact, if you watch Loose Change, you'll also see the same thing. You'll see the pictures of the so-called hijackers who are supposed to be dead who are still very much alive and even tells uh, where they're working and what they're doing and, and probably were uh, listening to some of their phone conversations. Speaking of phone conversations, 72 in Congress joined battle against wiretaps. 72 members of Congress filed papers late yesterday seeking to end President Bush's warrantless NSA eavesdropping program, according to Raw Story, which has become very quickly with me one of my favorite websites. Raw Story. It's pretty raw. It's so raw. It's about yeah, to fall off. Put a lotion on it. Ooh. The filing came just before a report uh, in USA Today, today, which revealed that NSA's warrantless wiretapping program had collected call records on tens of millions of Americans through agreements with AT&T, Verizon, and Bell South. It also comes today after lawyers looking into the NSA program abruptly closed their probe after the Bush administration refused to grant them clearances. Huh. The 71 Democrats and one independent filed an amicus brief in two federal courts reviewing challenge. How about some Republicans? Oh, I didn't see any. Challenges to the warrantless wiretapping program in Detroit and New York joining the ACLU and the Center for Constitutional Rights. Both suits demand the program be stopped. 
Top Democrats didn't sign the call. Neither House Minority Leader, the unctuous Nancy Pelosi, or House Minority Whip Stan Hoyer have joined the brief. It's very disturbing that on the same day we learn that the NSA has been secretly collecting the phone records of tens of millions of Americans, we also learn that the Department of Justice has abruptly canceled its investigation into the agency's warrantless wiretapping program, said Representative John Conyers, the ranking House Judiciary Democrat, who's spearheading the initiative. He's spearheading it. These developments clearly point to the urgent need for oversight and review of this program. Congress has failed to provide this critical oversight, which has led us to the courts, John said. The brief argues that Congress never authorized the wireless spying program, neither through the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act of 78, nor the post-9-11 authorization for use of military force. It details the legislative history of both and asked the court to halt the program immediately, if not sooner. As our brief makes clear, this Congress dealt with this issue authoritatively almost 30 years ago. Warrantless spying on American soil is flatly prohibited, Congress be saying. Congress said to the church committee, that's not the going to church, that's Frank Church, a special senatorial committee in the 70s that gave Congress more oversight of the intelligence committee in the wake of President Nixon's Watergate scandal. The following 72 representatives were Amici in the brief. They were Amici, Paisan. Anyway, it's got the list of all the people that voted, uh, joined in on it. I don't see anybody mm-hmm. from Florida besides our good buddy, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Bob Wexler. See, he's on there, of course. Good old Bobby Wexler from Palm Beach. I'm looking for any other Florida people that signed on here. I don't see any. I see Maxine Waters and Diane Watson and Henry Waxman of California and Lynn Woolsey of California and George Miller of California and Charlie Wrangle of New York and Bernie Sanders, independent of Vermont, Hilda Solis of California. I don't see Alex Solis. I don't uh, see nobody from Florida besides the Bobby Wexler. How do you like that? Isn't that a pretty sad commentary, eh? He's the... No, I take that back. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Sorry, Debbie. We apologize. Don't you apologize to Debbie? I apologize. Profusely. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. That's it. I'm looking... You know, I don't want to leave anybody out. There's Gary Ackerman of New York. I wonder if he's related to uh, Doug Ackerman. I sure hope not. Neil Abercrombie of Hawaii. Oh, Kareem Brown of Florida. See, I knew I'd leave somebody out. Kareem Brown. Ought to play Corina Corina by Ray Peterson. I bet you don't have that. No way. Corina Corina, huh? Oh, I don't know what year. Don't start. Corina Corina by Ray Peterson. There isn't a chance in hell that you got that. If no, you got that, I may swoon. I don't got it. Tell Laura I love her and missing you by Ray Peterson. Oh, well, you don't have Corina Corina. Too bad. We don't want to hear it anyway. We've got important fish to fry. Look at the tremendous outpouring on the phone after I read that spectacular stuff. You know, see, that's, that's why I realized that, like I told you a million times, don't ever get confused that the phone caller is in any way, because if that's what we're oh, talking oh, to, oh. man, we ought to just commit suicide. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Yeah. Don't ever confuse yourself with the idea that in any way, shape, or form, the uh, phone calls that come into any talk show reflect yeah. who might be out there. I'd commit suicide twice. Yeah. Well, I'd come make sure I'd get, get you a third time. <laughs> 1,036 votes on there already. It's not even 1 o'clock yet. Well, that's, that's good. We can get a feather in our cap again. Feather in our... Rectum. Right. Okay, getting to the more important stuff now. This is more up their alley, I think. A Tamarack rock and roll memorabilia collector is suing the Beach Boys for the right to sell Brian Wilson's original sheet music for such hits as Good Vibrations, that wouldn't it be nice, said to be worth some $20 million. Roy A. Schiaccia says he's the legal owner of Wilson's handwritten sheet music, which was contained in boxes of junk that Schiaccia bought for a nominal amount of liquidation auction memorabilia held by the Beach Boys management in the 80s. The band, through its management company, Brother Records, alleges the sheet music was stolen and has halted Skiacha's planned auction of the items. I don't know if it's Skiacha or Skiacha. I'm sure. There you go. Just give me some time. Brother Records couldn't be immediately reached for comment on the lawsuit today. It was filed in U.S. District Court, Miami. Brother Records filed a complaint with the LA Police Department last fall about the alleged theft, but the lawsuit said the investigation was dropped for lack of evidence. There you go, some good vibrations with Brian Wilson, who's still taking a big nap. Let's send Brian a Vermont teddy bear for Mother's Day. 
huge, like a little bear, not that big. Ugly Which one, one? I used to like sleep with? Just I don't know. They, they have the uh, rehab bear over there. The, the yeah, the rehab bear would be good. Or the stoned off your ass bear. Yeah, Come on, Brian, wake up. Get out of bed. Crazy can't get out of bed there. Get your idiot ass out of bed, Brian. And how's Dan and Dean doing? Now, let's see. Dean is the one. He had the bad car accident. And he walked around, oh, and he's dead. Right? Isn't that the uh, one? I don't know. Uh, uh, Jan Berry and Dean. I don't know what Dean's last name was. What kind of a name is that for a guy? Jan Berry? Yeah. Rhymes with... You fairy! Rhymes with that. Five six seven oh five sixty. You know, I'm thinking to myself, four hours of this is too long, you know? Yeah, I agree. Too long. Now, name me somebody else on this station that does a four-hour show every day. All right, I'm done. Okay. Eddie Nobody. K. Who? In theory. Who does? Eddie K. Eddie K. No. Theoretically. No, no. Just Maybe not, once, not in reality. Once in, a blue, once in a blue moon. Yeah, you're right. In fact, even if you look at Monday's schedule, he didn't start till 10.35 until 2, even though there was nothing on before him for 35 minutes, if you look at the schedule. It's because Clarence is busy, do, too much diddling. So if you, if you believe the schedule, that means we were, like, doing transmitter, transmitter maintenance for 35 minutes after Curtis and the Beast. That's already uh, water under the bridge. That was on Monday past. Because the game, like tonight's game, it says till, although I don't know, the game's not going to end at 10.35, huh? So Probably. he's around to do four hours, but very seldom does that happen because we've got all these ball games. And most of them, you know, like the road games, uh, some start at 7.30. And the ones in the Central and uh, West, they're like, start, who God only knows when they start. When he works like an hour. Now, the good news is next uh, Thursday we've got a Marlin game at 1 o'clock. And the Wednesday after that we've got a, another Marlin game at 1 o'clock. That's the good news. WQAM Intellectual Line, hello. Hey, how about sending Brian Wilson a bipolar bear? Okay, that's good. That's cute. Good. That was very good. That was some of the best material we've had in a long time. That was very good. In fact, let's talk to our friends over Vermont Teddy Bear. Maybe even come up with a bipolar bear for a little Brian, a big Brian, kind of chubby. WQAM, hello. Hey, can I speak to Neil, please? Speaking. Hi, Neil. Uh, I was wanted to tell you that it's so easy to get a hold of phone records. Uh, uh, my boss got mine. Having an affair with his uh, girlfriend. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm delighted to hear it. So how was she? And was it yeah. worth it? I wonder if Greg knows about that. What it was worth your job. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the horizon. You know, this is how I'm, I'm doing from now on. This is what I'm doing. What are you Every doing? Every once in a while when the mood strikes me, you know, I have like a little interlude here, you know, on the phone. Just oh, little, that. Okay. Huh? Well, you said interlude. I didn't know what you were talking about. Just a little interlude. Like yeah, evidently he's having with somebody. Yeah. Lewd and crude. WQAM, Hello. Jesus Christ and Doggy Style Mary, I hate you, sir. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Joey Stitch here when I'm not stomping puppies with my high heels. WQAM, hello. <laughs> that was Joyce. That was, that was Joyce. WQAM, hello. I'm sure she wears sensible shoes. Mm-hmm. QAM. Neil. Last chance, yes, sir. Okay, I heard you Monday. You were racking your brain about Josh's spelling. I think the example you were looking for, I think he spelled Martian with an S-H. No. No? Not even close. It was much more amusing than that. No, it was, uh, it was phenomenal. One of these days it was. Well, that's got to be a close second, right? No, not even no, not even in the ballpark. This was <laughs> phenomenal. All right, Neil. Okay, thanks Take for care. trying. Nice try. What's going on in that guy's life? What? What's going on in that guy's life? He's out to get you. No, nah, he's just, look, <laughs> that, was a, that was one of our best calls we've had in weeks on this show. What are you knocking that guy for? See, that's why we don't get the intellectuals, because when one of them calls like that guy, who's got some really important information to pass along, you guys are trashing them just because you're uptight, you know, thin-skinned. Don't be thin-skinned in this business, okay? Get ready to take all the abuse they're ready to heap on you. Look where you are, man. Look where you are. Oh, and I, I should tell you this. You know, the four cheese uh, sauce? Remember I was talking yesterday about cheese sauce? Yeah. Man, when I got home last night from a nice winning night at Woodbine, we're getting that good machine. 
I should go back and pat that machine on the side and say, good machine, good machine. That was good. Uh, and I made some of my, uh, uh, whatever, that Dreamfields pasta. And I made, I, what I did is brown my ground beef, and then I smeared some of that um, four cheese uh, sauce over it. You ground your brown beef? And I put a whole bunch of onion, uh, of uh, olive slices, canned olive slices in it. Oh, man, oh, man. And then some nice, fresh Kraft Parmesan cheese, even though I know you hate Kraft. No, is it Kraft you hate? It's Kraft I hate. Too bad. They know they're Parmesan. Even Mr. Ego don't have such good Parmesan. It was pretty pleasing, that Parmesan. What? You tell me that Kraft don't make good Parmesan cheese? Sonia, Kraft don't make good anything. Kraft? Right. I did. 1257 at 560. Speaking of the uh, bipolar bear, I like that idea. Today's Thursday. I bet there are a lot of you guys haven't even thought about Mother's Day yet. Well, what are you waiting for, man? Time is running out. This Sunday is Mother's Day. There's still time to make it seem like you put a lot of thought into that gift, though, by sending an original little Vermont teddy bear. Even Brian Wilson would like to hug it and squeeze it. Sending a program is so much more personal and fun than flowers, and Vermont teddy bears last forever. They're even guaranteed for life. You can only get them by calling a friendly bear counselor, 1-800-829-BEAR, or shopping online at vermontteddybear.com. Your mom or wife will get a beautiful bear tailored just for her, delivered with a free card, gourmet caramels, and a gift card in a colorful box. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her, like the nurse bear, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear, la prostituta bear, so she'll know you put some real thought into your gift. They even have a fun new barefoot and pregnant bear for those moms to be. Check out the new All-American Mom dressed in a patriotic sundress holding a little piece of apple pie. Mm. And for all you mama's boys out there, you've got to send a mama's boy bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And dads, every year it's your job to get your wife a gift from the kids. And why not come up with a mother and cub set, a perfect idea. Add as many cubs as needed, they'll embroider your kids' names right in the outfits. Have her bear delivered to the office tomorrow so she can brag to all her co-workers what a real mensch you might be. Works like magic. So call her at 1-800-829-BEAR or shop right online at vermontteddybear.com. Send a creative alternative to Flowers for Mother's Day by calling 1-800-829-BEAR, 1-800-829-BEAR. Be sure and tell them that chronic old Neil told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. Neil, come on! This is 560 QAM. Not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon! Now that Nick is gone, who will fill the void in Jessica's heart? Find out on MTV's Newly Mom with Jessica Simpson. I'm adapting a child because a baby is like a little angel flying down from heaven, flapping its wings like a tiny buffalo. Jessica speaks candidly about being a single mom. Right now, I'm a family of one, and a baby would make us a family of um, more than one. Anyway, I heard you should breastfeed, but... What's better, chicken breasts or tuna breasts? And shares her views on child rearing. Child rearing? Wait, that's where the diaper goes, right? Plus, Jessica has some essential safety tips. It's really important to, like, not drop your baby on its head. Unless it's a family tradition, <laughs> like in my family. <laughs> Newly Mom with Jessica Simpson, right after Pimp My Stroller, only on MTV. Oh, yeah, it's hard out there for a pimp. All right. That's where America's at. It's hard out there for a pimp who won American Idol. All right. Priest convicted of murdering nun. Here's the whole story. I mean, we had it on there for you, like, uh, probably before even across the street had it on. You know what? Mm-hmm. Reverend Gerald Robinson. Hey, Father, a priest was convicted in Toledo yesterday, uh, today of stabbing a Roman Catholic nun to death as she prepared for Easter services at a hospital 26 years ago. A murder prosecutor say was steeped in religious ritual. Were you aware of that? I was not. Uh. Sister Margaret Ann Paul was stabbed 31 times through an altar cloth with the punctures forming an upside-down cross. Her killer then anointed her with a smudge of her blood on the forehead to humiliate her in death, prosecutor said. He smeared her. 
Reverend Gerald Robinson, now 68, had worked closely with Sister Paul at the Mercy Hospital Chapel, where her body was discovered April 5, 1980. <coughs> he had been an early suspect, but he wasn't charged till two years ago. His attorneys argued that the nun's underwear and fingernails had traces of DNA that wasn't from Robinson and that there were no witnesses to place Robinson at the crime. Prosecutors suggested that Robinson had a strained relationship with the nun, a strict taskmaster, and that he had reached a breaking point with her that day. The jury deliberated for six hours before finding him guilty of murder, and the judge immediately sentenced him to the mandatory term of 15 years to life in prison. Robinson, who wore his priest's collar throughout the trial, had no visible reaction as the verdict was read. He just had that same icy, beady-eyed look. <coughs> Didn't he? Yes, he did. Afterward, a courtroom deputy handcuffed him behind his back and led him away. And actually, it says here, lead him away on the CNN website, and lead him away. Let us hope the conclusion of the trial will bring some measure of healing for all those affected by the case, as well as for our local church, Leonard Blair, Bishop of the Toledo Diocese, said in a statement, the diocese has remained steadfast in the work of the church and its ministries throughout the trial, and yada, 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 and a partridge in a pear tree, and don't stop donating that money. The verdict came after nine days of testimony in which witnesses linked a sword-shaped letter opener found in Robinson's room with nun's wounds and bloodstains found on the altar cloth that covered her body. The case relied heavily on forensic evidence because prosecutors presented no direct evidence that Robinson killed Sister Paul. I wonder if she's kin to Sister Jean, the dancing machine. Machine. I'll check. You think Sister Jean is a good dancing machine? Anyway, Sister Paul was caretaker of the hospital chapel. Two forensic experts testified that a dime-sized medallion with the image of the U.S. Capitol on the letter opener appeared to be the source of a faint stain on the altar cloth. This sounds like the Shroud of Turin all over again. I wonder if Jesus' puss was on it. In a videotaped interview with police just after he was arrested in April 2004, Robinson said he was stunned when he walked into the chapel and the hospital's other chaplain accused of murder. Murderer! Jurors watched the tape during the trial and also saw how Robinson left alone in the small room for a few minutes, fooled his hands, and began to whisper in a barely audible voice. He whispered the word, Sister, and then prayed again with his head bowed at one point, saying, Oh, my Jesus. Now he's probably thinking about some altar boy. Oh, my Jesus, that's mm -hmm. good. Well, whatever. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it. So there you go. They won't see him for a while. And, of course, poor Father Gagan, man, they put him on the inside there in Boston, and they took care of him. They took justice into their own hands. They don't, they don't like uh, those kind of guys on the inside. Okay, I'm getting organized here now. Okay, I've got all kinds of stuff flying off my machine. You know what I mean? Just flying out of there. And I'm sure that the audience are like hand over fist to get on those websites, don't you think? I'm sure they're opening it up right now. Org. And uh, what's the other thing we put on there? Oh, and, of course, the... Um, Stephen Colbert thing. Right. Which hopefully they'll have better luck playing it than some of them. They aren't going to have any problem. It's, it's right uh, above Josh's uh, goofy picture um, there. And it's right, it's right below the pool. Stephen Colbert at the White House Correspondents' Center. I'm clicking it right now. Okay. I said, I hopefully they'll it. have better luck than well, I did. Listen to me. I clicked it. It's buffing. I, and there it is. Hopefully There's they'll have a better internet connection than we do here. I understand. But I'm just telling you, I got the good stuff. Yeah. You well, know who brought it over? Down, Sigourney Weaver brought it by. 1,065 votes, baby. That ain't no imaginary total either, 1,065 votes. CNN poll released yesterday may continue the anxiety for the GOP. Good. Although the Democrats, I mean, they're, 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 geez, they're just, most of them are so lame, you know. Yeah. Showing Democrats with a 14-point advantage over Republicans among registered voters asked their preferences in this year's midterm elections. I'm going to tell you, Democrats need to win control of both houses of Congress in the fall, and they need to impeach this bunch, not just Bush, but Cheney and Rumsfeld, the whole bunch of them, man. Put them all on trial. Send them to Nuremberg, and let's have the Nuremberg trials. That's, that's a good place for Nazis. The poll conducted by CNN uh, Opinion Research Corp. found that 52% of respondents who were registered voters said they leaned toward voting for a Democrat. Only 38% they were, were leaning toward a Republican. 10% didn't know uh, how they were leading, leaning. Bill Withers was singing, lean on me, and they said, no, we'll pass. 
Among all Americans, the poll found 50% leaning toward Democrats, 37 toward Republicans, and 3% intending to vote for non-majority candidates. 10% had no opinion, as always. 46% of respondents said they believed things were going well. 53% said they felt things were going badly. Now, that's interesting because all these polls they keep taking, just the other day, 73% said the country was on the wrong track. And it was also CNN and Gallup and mm-hmm. whatever. So I guess things are going well, but we're just on the wrong track. you understand that? We're supposed to be in yeah. Balmoral, but we're Sportsman's Park. Or some crap like that. I don't know. I don't get it. But then what the hell do I know? Falling trees caused by brush fires have forced the indefinite closure of a 12-mile stretch of I-95, the East Coast's main traffic artery. Smoke from several fires around the state has caused periodic morning closures, but Florida Highway Patrol Trooper Kim Miller said I-95 will be closed from Port Orange to Edgewater for at least several days as uh, crews work to clear the debris. What's happened is that the root bulbs have burned, so the trees are now unstable and are falling into the roadway. And I'm going to tell you who, two things. Sorry. Whoever, uh, we know the story about the Bufo toads. It was some jackass at the University of Miami Science Department, and they got loose at the mm-hmm. airport when a bunch of crates of those. They brought them from uh, South America, and some of the crates, like, toppled, and they got into the Everglades, and they reproduced them like rabbits, yeah. and that's why you got your Bufo toads. Oops. Whoever whoever brought Malaluka trees, which I think uh, are from, is it Australia or New Australia. Zealand? Australia. Yeah, Australia. Whoever brought them to Florida ought to be uh, dead. It probably is. Man, I just puka from that Malaluka. God, if you got any... See, that was about the only good thing that happened from Hurricane Wilma. Is it knocked all the Malalukas down, at least most of them. They'll the bad thing is that once all these fires started around the state, that uh, they because they burn real fast, you know. That's one good way to get rid of them, though. Burn them. Sure. Florida Highway Patrol Captain Robert Duncan told the Daytona Beach News Journal a closure would add 30 minutes About 30, man. for a trip through the area. This is a pain in the butt, truck driver David Guy from Alabama told the News Journal. adds about an hour to my trip. It's a pain in the butt. The News Journal reported it took 11 days to clear a similar problem on I-4 in Florida in 2001. Eighty-four wildfires were still burning in the state today, and more than th- over 36,000 acres, according to the state, have been another good reason to stay out of Florida. All them forest fires. Even Smokey the Bear don't come there anymore. He's tired of it. He's had it. Wait till you hear this story. Oh, and here, wait, before that. Hmm? i got a pretty good pile here today. It's a good thing, as I'm all through with the calls. Except this one, though. QAM, hello. Neil, how are you doing? Okay, sir. Listen, uh, I, I too, am very suspicious of uh, the whole 9-11 thing, and I've seen loose change in there. I think there's some really good points that are... I think yeah. there's some really good points that are brought forth by the uh, creators, especially, I think, the most intriguing and, and troublesome to me was the Pentagon uh, situation. Yeah, uh, where, you know, where, where even Hervé Villachez is looking around. Is the plane? Is the plane? Where is the plane, you know? Where is so it? I, I mean, I think, I think there are some very valid points that are brought forth, but what? by the same token, I think everyone should be even-minded about it, and I'll give you an example as to why. The, the, the World Trade Center, the, the facts that you brought forth earlier today were correct in that the steel would, be, would have to be at temperatures of about 2,000 degrees to melt. But what's important to understand is that the building would not lose its structural integrity by the steel melting. The building would lose its structural integrity by the steel weakening. And the steel that was used in that building loses 70 to 90% of its strength at only 1,000 degrees for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So while it is possible that 2,000 degrees would be required to melt the steel, if you had temperatures that exceeded 1,000 degrees, which is very possible in a fire like at the WPC, for 15 to 20 minutes... Well, let me ask you this. What about the thing about the other building, the building that wasn't even hit by uh, any aircraft? Again, uh, again, like I said, I think there are a lot of good points that are brought forth, but... 
when people say things like the steel would have had to melt for the building to collapse, that's just simply not the case. Yeah. I'm not, well, let, I'm me, not... let me also ask you this. What about the other explosions that you see? If you saw loose changes, you see those other explosions taking yes, place? Yes, I have. Many, yes, many, I many floor, floors below where the, uh, the main fires were going on, where the planes hit the buildings. What, were, what was that all about? There, there, there's evidence, or not evidence, but the people in loose change advance the point that, uh, that those are explosions that were set in order to bring the building down. Correct. I'm not refuting that. That's very possible. Oh. But it could be... It could be other things as then, well. Well, then what are you saying? Well, it could, it could be what other things? Uh, it could have been windows that were blowing out, and you're just simply seeing debris that's coming out the window. It's just, I, again, I'm not saying that they're wrong. It wasn't wrong. debris. It was fire. I debris doesn't cause fires. I think there definitely should be an investigation into it by an independent agency. I'm just saying that you have to take other things into consideration. Everything that the people in Loose Change bring forth is not fact, just as everything the government brings forth is right. not fact. Uh-huh. So it's just important to keep that in mind. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Okay, I'm keeping it in mind, and right. I still believe it's, uh, you know. So his point is it's good to be skeptical. Uh, skeptical no, I agree with that. Everything. I don't take it all at face value. I don't, I don't buy everything that they're saying, but the fact of the matter is there are an awful lot of questions to be asked. Right. And the 9-11 Commission, as usual, is just a rubber stamp and a whitewash. That's all it was. Right. Anytime you got the government investigating itself, you got real tourists, baby. You're going to get a pack of lies. Yeah, especially this bunch. How's that oil uh, line? Uh, yeah, how's that big tube coming? We're going to hook up to the oil. It's getting more comfortable all the time. And how's our good friends in uh, Dubai doing? Doobie, doobie, doobie. How are they doing? See, that's where the investigations ought to go, man. The Bushes and the Bin Ladens, that, that's what it's all about. The Bushes and the, uh, the Saudis. All these illicit relationships. The uh, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush won, right? Right. The Carlisle Group, which just happened to be meeting that morning on 9-11. I think it was a business deal gone bad, part of it. I think that may have had something to do with it. And what was Bandar Bush discussing with your president uh, two days afterward? And how come all the Bin Laden family got flown out? There are so many questions just begging for answers. And the weak-kneed politicians, you know, uh, a couple of them asked some questions and opened up a mouth, and then that was the end of that. Like Richard Clark, anybody seen him lately? No. Some of the other guys that wrote the books, huh? Right. All of a sudden, they disappeared. 14 after 1 at 560 WQM. We, oh, we got pressure packed 2 to 630, baby. We got guilty. Back to back with what more could a grown man want to cry about? You know, once again, everybody's feeling the pinch of the gas pump. The good folks at Dial Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, want to help you through this. Dial Mattress, and by the way, thank you again, Mr. President, for those bargain basement gas prices. It's a gas. Dial Mattress is offering you a free tank of gas. Here's how it works. You just take the full amount of any gas receipt off your next mattress, up to 10% of the purchase. You spend 35 bucks at the gas pump, take 35 bucks off any purchase of 350 or more. Spend 50 bucks at the pump, take 50 bucks off any purchase of $500 or more. You'll need your gas receipt to save the cash. Why the hell would you want to drive all over town wasting that expensive gas and getting worked up into a sweat when you can just make that one easy call? Skip them all on furniture stores and so-called giants in the mattress business. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now and save. And as always, you get to choose the date and time of your delivery when it's convenient for you. You'll pick the two-hour window seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. when you call Dial a Mattress. 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll choose from the area's largest inventory of brand-name mattresses, Sealy and Serta, Simmons and King Coral, Tempur-Pedic and Stearns and Foster Hewitt. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now or log on to mattress.com, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sabres and Spokesman. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. God, your breasts are beautiful. Tonight, only on the Amish Channel. 
It's high-speed thrills on the all-new World's Wildest Buggy Chases. Then stay tuned for an Amish Channel exclusive. Jeremiah, it's 12 inches. You won. The finalists of the Grand National Beer Growing Championships, followed by Barn Raising USA. It all begins tonight at 8, 7 Central, with World's Wildest Buggy Chases, only on the Amish Channel. Sir, step out of the buggy, please. One nineteen. After we didn't put the Amish on there, I hear the Amish are Hamish. Oh yeah. What? Nobody wants to be the Amish. Of course, if they uh, get involved in that, then they can't listen to the radio now. That's all. right. We don't want them to do that. Maybe the Amish will make special dispensation just for this show. What do you think? No. No. You know they can listen to the radio. They just can't own one. Oh well, maybe they can listen to somebody else's radio. That's what do you right. think? No. Oh. That's kosher. Speaking of kosher, boy, you, I tell you, your psychic powers are starting to, like, uh, transfer. It's moving on. Wow. Krispy Kreme Donuts, Inc. has awarded franchise rights to a Kuwaiti restaurant company, the Americana Group. Isn't that great? In Kuwait? Mm-hmm. Under the agreement, Americana Group is to open 100 Krispy Kreme locations in Egypt, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and other locations in the region. The first location is scheduled to open in Kuwait this fall. Krispy Kreme, which, by the way, in the States is going down the tubes. Tube! Because people are realized that it's uh, bad for you. I mean, once you you can't eat only three. No. According to its website, huh? You can't eat only three boxes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love them, but I don't want to. I, I I don't want to. Because once I start, uh huh, you're gonna die with that. <laughs> See, God is mm-hmm. punishing me now. According to its website, the Americana Group operates some 650 restaurants in 11 Middle Eastern countries. Its other brands include, oh my God, well-known U.S. brands such as KFC, Hardee's, and Pizza Hut. The company's got more than a billion dollars in annual sales. <coughs> Everywhere you go in the world now, there's Pizza Hut. Everywhere. And they got the Pizza Hut Express, mm-hmm. where you get just a slice. We're looking forward to introducing Krispy Kreme and the hot donut experience to our cons- customers in the Middle East. Marzouk Nasser Al-Karafi, chairman of the American Economy. See what I'm saying with these Arabs, man? There's something really, really smells bad. That's not just because they were in the turban too tight. Them Saudis, boy, that's, that's where it needs to be at, Saudi Arabia. Go in here and blow those bastards off the map and hook up the long tube. Get like 30 cent a gallon gas. That's what I'm thinking. About 30, man. That sound like a bargain? Sure. Here's a fact from Jane. How come my representative, Elsie Hastings, hasn't signed up with Don Conyers? You think he knows how these fascists work? Didn't they railroad him a few years back? Yes, but he's not on there. Should I look at it again and see if I missed out? I think you should. In the name of Paris. Uh, huh? In the name of all that's fair. Okay, well, it's easy to do because they're in alphabetical order. So I have to take like a long ponderous song of the dance. Uh, he didn't do it. Well, let me just see. Alcee, are you on there? No. Didn't sign it. Jesse Jackson Jr. signed it of Illinois. He's pretty good, Jesse Jr. He's not a jackass like his daddy. He's good. Uh, on 9-11, why did they haul all the wreckage away right away? No inspection or analyzation were done on it. Normally, they don't take every speck of crashed airplanes and put them back together. Don't they do that? Yes, they do. Yep. I bet it's all been recycled by now. Malaluka spreads its seed when it catches fire. Oh, God, said Jane. So like I said, it was bad because it spread its seed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. Just like those polygamists in Utah are spreading their seed. You know, it's really interesting that all of a sudden now that's the big, another one of these big topics du jour that the media just discovered like that's something new. Well, they got that TV series now, so. What is that? It's on, uh, Date, H- you mean on Dateline? No, <laughs> it's on HBO right after Sopranos. What? A TV series about a polygamist family. Get out of here. I'll see you. A TV series about polygamists? A TV series about... I thought about you were talking about the stuff they're doing on Dateline about uh, 
child molesters and polygamists, because that seems to be the uh, the thing yeah. that, that they do. They it's the new thing now, right? They rape the little girls and the little boys just to spread it around. But they, they're uh, doing everybody. Mm-hmm. <coughs> under the name of religion again. Uh, See, if it's done under the name of religion, it's okay. That's what Father Tool said. Speaking of religion, we're not going to put Amish on there, huh? Nobody wants to be that. I put it on there anyway. Well, good for you. That's good. Get yeah, some good food. On. So you can't yeah, watch the TV. Amish, they, they have good food? Like what? Oh, well, everything they make is homemade. And they're like supposed what? to be famous for it. Like they're, yeah, but they don't have like no everything. You name it. Their turkey, their apple pie, all the traditional fare. They're supposed to be uh, Oh, apple pie. What about punky Just pie? Think when, when all you can do for fun is eat. You mean, what about the Quakers? I don't know from Quakers. Richard Nixon was a I Quaker. I that they quake and shake. They're pacifists. The, uh, although Nixon, I guess, forgot about that part of it. You want to put the Quakers on there? Come on. You ever have Quaker oats? Sure. Just the story. Well, there you go. You did? No. Oh, thank God. It's mujo. All, all, all those kind of breakfast. Well, you know, breakfast cereals are all poison anyway. You know, yeah. All of them. And they got all these ads. The one that really sends me right to the to the window screaming like Howard Beale is the one for Cheerios. About it's going to lower your cholesterol. Really? Yeah, you should live so long, okay? Keep eating like tons of Cheerios. It's going to lower your cholesterol. Right. They'll send your blood sugar skyrocketing and give you diabetes. But other than that, it's going to lower your cholesterol. Right. God, the stuff, the crap that they let them get away with. Because they're all getting paid off, you know. That's the FDA, like all these drugs. Air, air, if, you know, if you're watching, well, air, it's been going on a long time. Every newscast, man, every other spot is for some drug, over-the-counter drug, mostly prescription drugs. Ask your doctor for fill in the blank, you know? Right. Some other drug that's going to, like, put you in an early grave, but make a lot of money for some grave robber, like those great Nazis at the Bear. Oh, I'm sorry. Probably an early grave robber. 1,106 votes on the poll. Boy, we're pretty proud. If your parents didn't indoctrinate you, what religion would you have uh, chosen? Agnostic, 287. Atheist, 239. He's an atheist? Oh, I hate this poll, 193. Buddhism, 125. Catholic, 73. Jewish, 71. And then way on down, there's a big drop-off after the Jews. Generic Christian, 34. I mean, what kind of good cuisine they got? Born-again Christian, 31. Well, you know, other than all those stupid wafers, what are they eating? Or that, they don't do that. Just the Catholics do that? No, everybody eats something. <laughs> but, the, but the Catholics that's have a, an exclusive. That's what Father Gagan right, said. Yeah. The wafers. Uh huh. Scientology twenty. I think those are the people you're talking about. You fairy. Oh my God. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. Islam nine. Sick. We got. Let's see. How many? We got eight who are sick. We want to be sick. Mormon seven. Seventh Day Adventist five. Uh, in fact, if you want to be sick, just keep listening from two to six thirty today. Seventh-day Adventist, five. Hinduism, two. Jehovah's Witness, two. And Amish just went on it. I don't think Amish is going to go over real big. You never no, know. I don't think so. Huh? Well, what are these people? Now, first you have to change your last name to Yoder or Hostetler. Okay. Did you know that? No. Those are probably two of the most popular names in, I don't know about Pennsylvania Amish, but in, like, Indiana, where they got the big Amish uh, communities. Uh, Yoder and Hostetler. Yodler? Many of whom, huh? Yodler? Yeah, Yodler. Many of whom are into harness racing, by the way, like Vern ha- Laverne Hostetler, whatever his name is. Well, you know that makes that? sense because they grow up uh, with those buggies. Our horses, man, our horses. Yeah. Whip them and beat them and uh, smack on them till they fall down, and then hook them up to the old milk wagon. Twenty-seven after one at five, like chicken picker. Twenty-seven past one at QAM at the melting pot. Boy, this isn't just another meal, man. This is something really unique and delicious and fabulous. Fondue gets turned into a memorable four-course dining experience, and you're going to be dipping and dunking in all kinds of delicious goodies. Enjoy a variety of unique entrees, special melting pot dipping sauces, too. Start your dinner out with the melting pot's renowned cheese fondue. Don't forget the cheese. Served with three different breads, Granny Smith apples and crisp veggies. Next, your choice is salads, all of the melting pots. In fact, you know, when you go to the melting pot, as I'm sure you guys figured out the other night, it's a, it's kind of a lengthy experience. Cause you, you, yes, it is. You know, not just a quick meal in and out. It's like a long 
series of great things, all of them outstanding. The uh, salads all have the melting pot's homemade dressings. And then your entrees include lobster and filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello shrooms, duck, and more cooked in oil or broth, whichever you like. And those melting pot dipping sauces are just beyond belief. And then, of course, for dessert, the piece of resistance at the end of the meal, the chocolate fondue, is something like would send you into orbit. In fact, even the uh, Muslims would go nuts for that. Forget They'll pass on the virgins and take the chocolate fondue. Dip your fresh strawberries, bananas, pineapple, all your favorite fruits, cheesecake, brownies topped off with tasty marshmallows, rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers and that chocolate, and even uh, Fatso, even uh, Dom DeLuise would be pleased. The Melting, can you just see those guys? Oh, boy. Having a feast. The Melting Pot in Fort Lauderdale, Coral Springs, Boca North, Miami Beach, Cooper City, Kendall, and don't forget, all South Florida Melting Pot restaurants will be opening on Sunday, Mother's Day at 1 o'clock. Reservations are filling up fast, so if you want to take Mom for a real treat that she'll never forget, put a big smile on her puss. Take Mom to the melting pot for Mother's Day on Sunday. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Take off those checkered pants. Bush has the whole Arab world really mad. He's got the whole Arab world. Treated really bad, they made him strip naked for a photograph, and all of those soldiers had a laugh. It made the whole Arab world so mad. They said Iraq would fall right in our lap, but now it's nothing but a trap. George Bush and his cronies are full of crap. He made the whole Arab world so mad. There's a bunch of grieving widows feeling sad, and a lot of little children have no dad. This war has turned out really bad. He made the whole Arab world so mad. Absolutely. There's a suicide bomber in Iraq with a bunch of TNT strapped to his back, and when it explodes, it's gonna. I'm dying over here. Anyway, here's another uh, story from that website, you know, st911.org. Okay. Pre-falling bodies, simple physics reveals the big lie. Collapse theory fails reality check. Way too long for me, even me, to a read. Too long and ponderous. But I just uh, put it on our website for tomorrow. And if that guy that called right. or anybody else who might be interested wants to read that, I think that uh, very well debunks that whole concept of what, you know. At any rate, or maybe not in his, in his mind. He was a good caller, though. At least he, uh, you know, had an IQ larger than his uh, little pinky. Right? Right. That website is great. Thanks again, Spencer. It obviously is not Spencer the car wash guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Buying Q-tips to fight terror. This is in the Arizona Republic. Arizona public safety agencies have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in federal grant money on equipment they are not certified to use to pay or to pay for projects with only a tenuous length of homeland security. With little initial guidance and flush with money after the 9-11 attacks, police and fire departments statewide, in Arizona this is, shored up budget shortfalls and brought, bought things like ATVs, Q-tips, and $50,000 worth of binoculars with nearly $178 million in Homeland Security Department grants. But you've got to have those binoculars so you can see those uh, terrorists coming. That's right. And you have to get the Q-tips to clear out your ears real good so you can hear when you're tapping those phones, even mm -hmm. the conversation clear. Despite what one small-town official described as a spending frenzy, many local officials managed to put the money towards security priorities, shoring up communications, buying better protective gear for police and firefighters, and purchasing mobile command centers for emergencies. But there's always a big but. 
An Arizona Republic review of thousands of pages of records and receipts found that some local governments made many questionable purchases under the guise of Homeland Security, including 38 leather, dollar, leather wallets for all Capitol Police officers and a $47 hat badge for the police chief. Oh, I've got to have a badge. Big one. Yeah. Many small cities and towns that are unlikely targets for a terrorist attack received disproportionate amounts of money, often more per capita than Phoenix, Tucson, or Mesa. <clears throat> What's this fax? We'll get back to that in a second. Carl says, oh, Rastafarianism. Rastafarianism. Right. Furry. Furry. Fairy. You fairy. Rastafarianism. A religious political movement originating in Jamaica, Mon, the 1930s, that based its doctrine on selections <coughs> from the Bible and regards Ethiopia as the promised land and Haile Selassie as the Messiah, with many members of advocating nonviolence and rejecting materialism. George would definitely love this religion. Puff and puff and pass the weed, man. From another Jamaican, Carl. All I can say to that, Carl, is... Yeah, man. That's all I can say. And he's all about the accent good, of the facts. Good machine. Oh, here's another one. The Moonies, Reverend uh, Kakamoon. Right. Want to put that on there? I mean, yeah, it, 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 is, it is name more ridiculous or contrived than any other uh, business religion. Kakamoon. Oh, yeah, Kakamoonies. Okay. Consider this. Gila County spent $93,000 to rent planes, snowmobiles, and a horse to create more accurate uh, assessor maps. Meanwhile, local uh, law enforcement went without protective masks because it was too expensive to certify them. The police chief in Holbrook, Arizona, population 5,100, was approved to spend $40,000 for a video surveillance system to monitor potential terrorist targets, including a park, a water tower, and intersections. Oh, God, if they come again, it's going to be Holbrook, Arizona. I can feel it. Can't you? I feel something. Either that or Penyan, New York, one or the other. Apache County bought a dozen uh, 6X6 ATVs and more than 11,500 each, while local fire department relied on 20-year-old air packs for its firefighters. State officials responsible for administering the federal funds said personnel shortages led to lax oversight and poor tracking in the initial years, but they also said they followed federal guidelines and approved purchase lists and made improvements since 2003. They plan to add more staff. And it goes on and on. It's on our website. Buying Q-tips to fight terror. That would do it. Get those Johnson and your Johnson, man, those Q-tips. Are they the only ones that make Q-tips? No, lots of people do. i never seen any They're other Q-tips. You're not looking box. around. Got a big box, which is why I shoved that, those Q-tips in my ear last week when that uh, fax that was giving me a bunch of the song to dance about hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. I don't think it did a damn thing. Anyway, my ears are wide open. My shoulder is great. I'm ready to take on the world. There's your buddy Lou Dobbs, Broken Borders, like a broken record. Oh, God. You know, you're doing a fine job, Lou, but how about something different once in a while? Sing a different song, you know, not always tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Something a little different, please. Just once, just this one time. Come on, Lou. 1,129 votes on the poll. Oh, no. Convicted lobbyist Jack Abramoff may have met with President Bush the same day that Bush nominated one of Abramoff's former colleagues to be Assistant Secretary of Labor, according to Raw Story. I don't believe it. He said he never met the man. President Bush, you know, and then, of course, we got the Secret Service are covering up a whole bunch of the meetings. But I don't know if we'll get to that. FEMA's Brown discounted levy breach reports after Katrina hit. Manager sentenced for Rhode Island uh, nightclub fire. We don't care about that, do we? No, we, we all heard it. Okay. We heard it? It was on the major news. No. President Bush announced his intent to nominate Patrick Pizzella, who worked with Abramoff at his former law firm Preston Gates Ellis and Ruvalos Meads. This, I don't know what that is. The same day Abramoff made a visit to the White House, according to Secret Service records released yesterday. But like I said, the Secret Service like said he only visited twice, and they covered up a whole bunch of other Abramoff visits because they're obviously on the take, too. Uh, on March 6, 2001, Abramoff entered 4.23 p.m., left at 4.49 p.m., according to Cox News Service, which obtained the records from the government watchdog Judicial Watch. A White House press release shows that Bush nominated Patrick Pacella the very same day. 
Just a coincidence, wouldn't you think? I'm sure it was. <clears throat> the president intends to nominate Patrick Pizzello to be Assistant Secretary of Labor for Administration and Management, the release said. He's presently the Acting Chief of Staff at the Office of Personnel Management and previously was a Government Affairs Rep with the law firm of uh, Preston, Gates, Ellis, and Rufalos, Meads, and yada, yada, yada. Pazell is the only Abramoff associate to remain in a senior Bush administration post. David Safavian, who also worked with Abramoff, was arrested last year after allegations he was obstructing the government's investigation of the Abramoff case. Safavian had been Bush's top procurement officer, overseeing $300 billion annually in federal spending. His lawyers previously told Ross Story he'll be cleared of the charges. Right. And the World Trade Center is going to pop up again over the weekend. Monday morning it'll be there, just like brand new. Right? Right. Just like magic. Magic tricks. 20 till 2, speaking of magic tricks, we're going to like wave that wand over Geldy's uh, vocal cords, over his voice box, and by about 2.30, he's going to sound like this, don't you think? It's Geldy that Goldstein. Is. Huh? He's going to sound like Westbrook Van Voorhees. Who? Who's the one that Boca Brian says in that bit, Chicken Neck? He says, I ain't no, uh, oh, Ed Hurley. Oh, and yeah. You know, what, you know what commercials Ed Hurley used to do? No. What, now, what brand did no. you say you hate? What company? Kraft. Right. Ed Hurley used to do the Kraft spots. I mean, among, uh -huh. he, among many other things. I hope he's dead now. He is. And probably because he ate too much Velveeta. Anyway. Uh -huh. Well, it clogs your do it. 20 till 2 at QM. If you're a cigar smoker, I'd like to kick back with a good premium brand. What am I getting choked up about? <clears throat> See, it's raining like hell all day today. And I think that, isn't that supposed to clear all the pollutants out of the air? Right. Maybe it's spreading them around like those uh, Malaluca trees, sp spreading their seed like the Muslims. If you're a cigar smoker, you'd like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with the first-grade tobacco processed aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker, and they specialize in small-batch hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. That's pretty damn high. And 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-body Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors, too. Also try their Bahia de Seo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. This one gets a rating, a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado's Cigar Insider. A powerful cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. I think you've seen some of those babies before. I know I have. For a South Florida tobacconist nearby you, log on to BahiaCigars.com or call their toll-free number. 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Florida sucks. Absolutely. Just leave them old women on the shelf. He likes the younger ones he's telling himself. Women his age remind him of Nicole. You fairy. Tom Cruise doesn't knock on old. Did you see Tom Cruise on Oprah? Jumped on the couch and rolled out on the floor. In two minutes I ran for the door. Cause that dude is crazy for sure. Scientology will save the soul. He's gonna keep her under cruise control. Cause Tom Cruise doesn't like her more. Tom Cruise is getting kind of old. 
Oh, it's been a Tommy Cruise. What a good segue, huh? Not, I mean, this is the important stuff. Forget about Osama Yamama and Mullah Bula Omar. Obviously, the administration has, so why should we worry about them, right? Right. In addition to which, he's talking about uh, tapping calls and all this other about al-Qaeda. I thought al-Qaeda was uh, finished, man. I thought we were going to go in and smoke them out of their holes. Mission the Taliban was supposed to be finished. In the meantime, they're killing all these Canadians in Afghanistan. What's going on, eh? I thought we got the job done, mission accomplished, right. and we didn't get anything done. Got the price of oil goosed up. It's over 73 bucks a barrel again today in New York. Powerful Hollywood friends of Tom Cruise rallied to his defense yesterday. As a new poll suggests, the actor's odd behavior recent months may have cost him millions of dollars at the box orifice. You fairy! Days after his latest movie, Mission Impossible 3, opened to lower-than-expected domestic ticket sales, a USA Today Gallup poll shows Cruise's star power has dimmed considerably mm -hmm. uh, during the past year in the eyes of the public. All right. Getting really tired of it. Very stale act, you know. Giving lectures to Matt Lauer on today and hopping up and down like a Mexican jumping bean in heat on Oprah. Bitching out poor Brooke Shields, you know, giving her a song and a dance. Running around like some kind of a drug expert. I I'd like to know what kind of drugs he's using, Mr. Scientology. Name huh? them. I wonder if they hooked the E-meter up to his... Rectum. Wouldn't be the first thing. I'll guarantee you that. That's a major... Oh, wait a minute. Here you go. Uh, poll of 1,013 adults conducted over the weekend in the film opened in theaters. 35% of the favorable opinion of Cruz, while 51% an unfavorable opinion of Tommy Cruz. How do you like that? And all these phony marriages and these phony kids he's supposedly making. Get out of here. Nobody's buying it, you know? Right. Jesus, God. Pathetic. That's a major turnaround from last year when Cruz's previous film, More of the Worlds, opened and his poll ratings were 58% plus and 31% negatory. USA Today reported that Cruz's popularity decline with women was especially sharp slipping from a 56% favorable rating in 2005 to 35% now. A poll prompted a concerted defense by Cruz supporters who insisted the actor's popularity and standing as one of Hollywood's most bankable stars was undiminished. Yeah, Cruz supporters, in other words, all the other Scientologists. <clears throat> Tom Cruise is one of the most important stars ever in the motion picture business. Universal Studios president Ron Meyer, a close friend and former agent, told Reuters. Close friend and former agent, does that tell you? Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who's had the consistent success rate that Tom has. Nobody should be counting him out. Maybe forcing him out, but not counting him out. Dragging him out. Get him out of the closet, okay? <laughs> yeah. Even R. Kelly can't get him out. Mission Impossible 3, grow. I don't want to go to that. Supporters challenged the notion that the film's initial commercial showing was a disappointment, citing the $70 million in overseas receipts it generated. Well, they're not on them yet. Just like Michael Jackson took them a little bit long, a lot longer to get onto them. The US, USA Today said that many of its survey respondents said that Cruz's behavior during the past year, including his blunt criticism of psychiatry and actress Brooke Shields' treatment for postpartum depression, for their waning impression of him. It's waning at Tom Cruise's house. Cruz also became the butt of countless jokes for his manic, couch-hopping appearance on Oprah last May to declare his love for Holmes. I love her. You believe, do you believe me? No. No, we still don't bond it, you faggot. Get off the couch, jackass. But one associate who spoke on condition of anonymity who values his life said any star has to be careful about the persona projected off-screen, and Cruz may have become too freewheeling while promoting his last film in the midst of his high-profile phony courtship of Holmes last year. Like I told you before, there's a better chance he might go after Shylock Holmes than Katie Holmes. I mean, you know, talk about you, you're pushing too hard by the seeds. Talk about just trying a little bit too... Yeah, anybody buying it? It's like Bush with his business about, uh, you know, all of his BS about justifying the war in Iraq. Every couple of weeks they come up with some new soda. Anybody buying this one? How's this trial balloon? Huh? No, not working either. Same with Tommy, man. And then the fact that they that they coerced them into not showing an episode again in South Park, what does that tell you? Huh? Mm -hmm. The incestuous relationship there with Paramount. All I can say is... Da, 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 exactly. Right. 
Just the facts, man. That's all we want. That's what Jack Webb would say if he was still alive. <clears throat> there's there's another TV show that's never been made into a movie. Well, that movie didn't really what? count. Just, huh? I find it easy to pretend the movie never happened. Okay. But, but we were talking about that the other day. Be uh -huh. all these other TV shows and series that they, Adam's family, uh, they make them into movies, and the movie's a big El Stinko and a Bamba Grande, man. They suck. And, and of course... In those, in those movies, the original cast members, first of all, probably most of them are dead anyway, but they're never in those movies. Right. Now, probably the exception to that would be if, if uh, I know that the guy with the eyes, your close personal buddy that likes to come and see you at all your appearances, he probably would go to see the Partridge Family movie because they're all still alive. Right? Yeah, they are, aren't they? Shirley Jones and David Cassidy and uh, what's her name with the uh, uh, Susan Day. And doing it, Danny Bonaducci. I bet you Danny's still in the closet, too. It wouldn't surprise me. A, a different closet, though, than uh, Tommy and John. Mm -hmm. Tommy John. In fact, maybe that's what Danny needs is Tommy John surgery. You know, he's a talk show host now, Danny Bonaducci. He, he's a lot of things. He's an idiot is what he is. Now, didn't he get into some kind of a deal with some hooker or something? They all do, sooner or later. Yeah, he had an issue. He had some issue, you know. With a uh, transvestite hooker. Yeah, another one, probably an Eddie, Eddie Murphy reject. He says uh, his story is he uh, he got her home and uh, didn't like what he found when he opened the package, and so. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't get a refund. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. No! It's day! Oh! <laughs> At 560 WQAM. Jumping on couches. He's mayor of the crouches. Talking about Scientology. You fairy. He's Larry and Katie, clueless young lady, who I bet you love biology. Tom Cruise has got to be the king of Louisville. Absolutely. When he talks, don't you expect us before?
clinically out of his gore. Like you said, he's got issues. He has issues. Anyway, uh, I, the good thing, I just saved a little bit of time. Remember I said about the Secret Service? Yeah. yeah. He's doing it. The Secret Service is covering up details of White House visits by scandal-ridden lobbyist Jack Abramoff, releasing altered records that omit visits already acknowledged by the White House. <laughs> kind of stupid, if you mm-hmm. ask me. Our Secret Service records made public yesterday show convicted lobbyist Abramoff went to the White House just twice in the past five years. But the White House has already admitted at least three other visits, and sources say there were many, many more. How do you like that? It's even got the dates and the time, and, uh, which tea room he used to take a mm-hmm. big dump, and all this other stuff in. Wow. Sounds like a uh, nice, juicy scandal to me, man. I think by the end of this year, the smoke is going to clear, you know what I'm saying? Remember I told you that uh, many months ago, and you, you scoffed. You being no, the, I'm still uh, scoffing. Are you still scoffing at it? I only scoff when your buddy comes in there, uh, Bozo the Clown. He says, uh, but he when I scoff. Like when he said to me the other day, well, how'd you like to do uh, 10 a.m. to like 6 p.m.? Sounds good. Uh, whatever the hell he said. I said, I don't think so. Anyway, speaking of that, we got Geldy standing by. Oh, he's going to be raving about all that other stuff. And, of course, those, how about those sabers, man? Bye, bye, bye. 